0: This podcast is brought to you by jlist.com. Jlist.com is a fantastic source for Japanese snacks including all kinds of exotic flavors of Pocky. Of course they have your original Pocky as well, but you know, you want you want the stuff that you can't get here in America or wherever you are out in the west and the world. They have Glico Pocky milk flavor, almond crush flavor, tsubu tsubu strawberry flavor, hakuto and ichigo flavor, kuromitsu kinako flavor and even whiskey flavored Pocky for those of you that are a little extra adventurous. They also have topo, which is sort of like a reverse Pocky, baked chocolate flavor, dark chocolate flavor, strawberry and milk, sweet potato and rich cream, so many snacks and so much more. So head over to jlist or jbox.com right now and you'll be able to browse an endless selection of Japanese snacks to satisfy your cravings. And now it's time to start the podcast.
1: I enjoy parts of it. I think the village arc started to lose me. And I don't know if they're Tsukia or Tsukasa. I was I was trying, I almost said the um uh, what was her name in Attack on Titans? Is it Tsukasa? Uh
2: Mikasa. Mikasa. Mikasa,
1: Mikasa. Mikasa. Sukasa, look <laughs> <laughs> Mina
3: Anime You are listening to the anime addicts anonymous protokasta. Make your anime addiction worse at a potocastop.com. And now here are your anime addicts.
2: Welcome, 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 one and all, to episode 513 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast. Uh, And Mm. should you not do anything, this will be the best podcast you listen to for the next two hours. My name is Mason, and I'm the host for this evening slash afternoon slash morning, and uh, I'm here to just mumble a bunch and help make finding shows more difficult (laughs) when I mess up saying their names um and you might say oh someone who mutters shouldn't be hosting and to that i say uh, wisdom teeth anyway to make this podcast more digestible i've got two hosts with me the articulate and eloquent mandy how goes it
1: i don't know about that but thank you (laughs) hey guys
2: (laughs) and we have the cogent and occasional comprehensible mitsugi who's back from mexico how's it going
0: I don't know what half of those words meant, but I'm holding a new flavor of Monster called Ultra Rose, which I've already drank all of it. Wait a second.
2: And what's the review? Yes, it's, what's the yes, review it's gone. of it, it, Monster it is a, Ultra Rose with a diacritic acute over the A?
0: Yeah. Is that what that's called? It, it is. It is a flavor of which I cannot describe. I don't know what it tastes like, but you'll be, but I'm out of that. And you'll be proud of me, Mason, because here before you, I have a 40 ounce bottle that I take hiking and it is full of one hundred and fifty percent pure H two O. Are you joining the Hydro homies gang? The Water Boy Squad? I uh
1: Water Boys. <laughs> it's been a
0: tough weekend, guys. I'm a little dehydrated.
2: You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, guys, thank you all for coming in listening to us you can find us on the aapodcast.com where if you're just want to hear more of us you can listen to our hentai episodes or hobby addicts that we just recorded where we talked about a whole lot of video games uh, Mitz talked about his tequila infused piano escapades in mexico uh, all Ooh. sorts of adventures and we also got after parties that we record on occasion so you can find that all on our website in addition you can find all our social media on facebook and twitter you can watch us live on twitch where people come and hang out uh i don't know all sorts of things we also have a discord which is a free to join and full of just all sorts of discussion i mean it's not just anime we've got games we've got memes we got food we got workout stuff we got music we have all sorts of things and it's a good place to uh interact with us and your fellow addicts but we also have some special clubs over there that uh we have weekly meetings for mandy
1: yeah. what do, we do? So anime club is one of these and the next one mo- we are doing one of my favorites mononoke which is not princess mononoke it is mononoke from the uh, samurai horror stories uh sort of series and like the spin-off of it and it's so good it's one of like in my top favorites it's probably number three Ooh, wow i wow. love this series quite good. a bit this and you had yes.
2: a uh a uh, the the merch the mm. you showed off one of the figures it. of it and it was beautiful yes. just like the show I love the show as well so I'm hyped for this one
1: yeah the uh, figure that I have is of kusudoui who is like sitting on like a um, a sliding screen I showed it off I showed up pictures I'll showed off pictures of it and uh, someone commented it recently on Twitter so it came back up and we've been talking about it and it's like such a gorgeous figure the series is also just it's a great horror series it does not look like it would be a horror series it's very colorful very different from anything else that I, I have seen it's just I love it doesn't it so much. rely but, on like um, cheap
2: jump scares like a lot of no. stuff does it's just psychologically uh mm-hmm. messed up and it's a beautiful very time.
1: unsettling yeah so the discussion for that will be on March 11th at the usual time in our discord 10pm EST so join up in our discord and come there you can also come to my manga club our next meeting will be this Wednesday coming up in um, March 4th and we'll be talking about the first two volumes of Princess Jellyfish volumes 1 and 2 and uh, you can go to our discord find all the chapters that you need to read and just join join our voice chat that we use and talk to us there at 10pm EST march 4th
2: uh do we want to make this next announcement yet mandy or hold off on it
1: yeah you can go ahead Uh, i mean it's i i spent enough money it is official now okay
2: i I, oh i wasn't sure i just wanted to (laughs) announce that mandy and myself will officially be attending anime boston this year which is uh friday april 10th to the 12th Um, neither of us have been there first time there. Um, we're going to check it out, see what it's all about. They've got all the voice actors, musical acts, and they have studio trigger coming to visit, which are always a fun, uh, time. They had a bunch of attendees last year and they've been going for a while. So yeah, we're gonna, we're going to go adventure and see what kind of stuff we can get up to. We have a rad time, so we'll probably arrange some sort of meetup or something, but yeah, come, uh, hang out with us. Yeah. It's only a month away, which is
1: <laughs> It's crazy. I've never guys, like planned for a con this soon.
2: March comes in like a lion. It's I oh. can't believe it's March now, guys. I, I do not believe it. My you calendar it. says 3 at the beginning or at in the second digit if you're <laughs> in Europe, but besides that, it's a it's a good time. Anyway, mitz, what do we got? What else do we got going
0: on? We do have the results of our retro review poll and the listener choice poll we didn't find enough anime from the winter 2020 season to uh, fill out all eight shows so we picked a retro show and uh, try as mandy and i did to to ensure that we would have our own choices selected mandy wanted to watch master keaton i wanted to watch gunsmith cats in fact the big o the big o big o aka anime batman um with like robots has in fact, won the poll with with fifty two percent of the vote. Not not especially close. I mean, you know, I'm was, sorry, Miss. Never...
2: I I picked the series that was like twenty six episodes long instead of the nice small ones. I'm sorry. You know, I
0: tried. You know, I tried. I was like, I was like, you know what? Let's take Gunsmith Cats. It's it's three episodes, a lot of fun. But you know what?
1: It's fine. We're all good. Listen, and we also have Master the,
2: Keaton is going to win one day. Mandy is going to
0: <laughs> make it happen.
1: <laughs> I put in every time. It's a Nudusawa guys, uh, series, guys. Come on. <laughs> Give me a chance.
0: <laughs> we also have the listener choice results. Someone did try to, like, hack our poll, sort of, but I went in and just removed all their hard work, so nice try. So the results are...
3: <laughs> number three.
0: Inspector number three with 12.9% of the vote, It's a.k.a. the second loser.
3: Number two,
0: Nick Para, the troll. Oh vote. man, we just coming missed it, boys. Two. No, not really. It didn't really get that close. So, <laughs> Nick Para with 14.5% of the vote. Nice nice try, trolls. So we have like a <laughs> drop of little children. Okay, here we go. There we go. You tried. You know, it's, you know, whatever. And then, of course,
3: number
0: one, 19.4% of the vote. Didn't really see it coming. Runway. Runway de Warate, or what the hell is Smile
2: it? down the runway smile, or smile yeah, on the runway. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not surprised with this. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm hyped.
0: So, smile on the runway has won the listener choice poll, and it will be added to our pass fail document, which, you know what, screw it, I'll just do it right now, along with the big O. So, congratulations to everybody who voted for that. And now I'm going to show off a little bit. So, um, the uh, I noticed someone on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, but thank you very, very much, mentioned that Joe Hisaishi is going to be doing a concert in England in September, which I always said to myself that I would pay thousands of dollars to see Joe Hisaishi either conduct or play the piano in a concert live. And um, normally he doesn't do this outside of Japan and not very really often at all in general. However, thanks to that the person on Twitter, again, thank you very much, um, he is going to be conducting a concert in, in England. And I was able to snack. I woke up at 2 a.m. to... Um, to check something on my phone and realize that I had been involved in a pre-sale for the tickets and spent, you know, an hour during the middle of the night buying these tickets. And I'm told that when the actual sale went, went out the next day, they were gone within half an hour. So very excited about that. Um, I guess that's kind of like braggadocious, but I will at least be able to talk about the concert when it happens in September. So that's like, and, it, and it did not cost that. It did not cost thousands of dollars either. So extra great, extra great news. So. Very excited about that we'll talk about that in you know five months or whatever So um, what are we doing this episode Mason
2: this episode's pretty simple we have one topic which is uh, everyone brings their own topic so we're gonna be talking about a mishmash of all sorts of things that we're bringing to the table and most importantly which I know you're hyped for is the review of dr. Stone proclaimed oh, best,
1: oh Sakai
2: best anime of 2019 question mark.
1: Uh, yes, good morning, good morning. Good morning, world.
4: <laughs> we will find yeah, out.
0: Sitting, yeah, I was sitting there with my girlfriend watching that, and it's like, Ohio Sekai, good morning, world. What does Ohio Sekai mean? I'm like, it means good morning, world. Oh, oh, so they're just saying good morning, world, good morning, world. Yep, pretty much. That's but what it they sounds That's, cool. It sounds cool and that's Japan for you. So it was they wanted to use the English so bad they were just like, you know what? F it. we'll just say it twice.
2: Shinotenshi <laughs> in the in the Twitch chat is saying we need a AAA vlog channel for uh, stuff like this uh Hisaishi concert. Hisaishi concert. Well, I I, I, I think, think I will
0: probably get thrown out of the concert if I bring a camera. Sure, but it, just but
2: just Mitsugi escapades in London could be a fun time as well.
0: Will he stalk Joe Hisaishi? <sighs> Hide in in the piano
2: when it gets (laughs) sent back to Japan just pop out like the worst
0: Christmas ever. Mitsuki's
1: adventures being a royal guard. Episode
0: two of the vlog. Mitsuki gets deported. (laughs) Shall
2: Uh, we go? Yeah, I don't think we we have anything left. Let's send it.
3: Oh, it's time for big news of the week.
0: Has anybody besides me seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, goody, goody. Okay, <laughs> All great. you, my friend. So, so, um, so here's my here's my time just, to just jab the knife in real good and just twist it. Because prior, uh, despite prior ac- accounts that Sonic the Hedgehog was dead and no one gave a damn, it is now the most successful video game or anime movie ever made. So that is very shocking. It's actually... Um, easily beat Pikachu. So I am, this is like my victory lap from prior drops. And I may have concluded that in one of the news breaks, just, you know, cause we you know what, fuck it. Um, it's a pretty good movie. It's a lot better than I thought. I thought this was going to be like a legendarily terrible film. Literally. I thought it was going to be just a movie where my childhood was dying before my eyes and, you know, tears would roll down my face, but it wasn't because I was happy. It was just because, you know, things would never be the same again. However, it has a ninety three percent on Rotten tomatoes from fans and it's shockingly a sixty four percent from critics It did an opening weekend of seventy million, which is sixteen million more than Pikachu did and forty seven million more than than alita did and those are probably like the most recent successes um and it it's it's done like. It's done two hundred sixty-five million in just three weeks, and it's not even in, out in China or Japan yet, which is, you know, probably where a lot of the international money is going to come from, and um, just, just great. Like, I don't know, I'm just so happy, and and there's going to be a sequel for sure because if you stay for after the credits, there's some stuff I won't say what it is, but there's like a like a ten-second clip at, during the credits or whatever that pretty much guarantees there's a sequel to this movie coming. And I would honestly, based on like Sonic Forces and Sonic X and all that, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a whole bunch of these movies, if they continue to make a ton of money because this movie, so the reason why it's like so much more successful than the others is despite, I mean, in addition to making just more money than the others is that it, it, it costs half as much to make. So like this thing only had an $85 million budget, which is like ridiculous for a movie these days. I don't even, I feel like I feel like you, I feel like people pay the director more than that nowadays. But somehow they got away with an eighty-five million dollar budget, and they're just gonna keep. I hope they. I hope they make a few of these. So, um, pretty exciting. It's just like the movie. Jim Carrey did a really good job in the movie. He's he's a pretty good Doctor Robotnik. They let him kind of cut loose and be just silly Jim Carrey a few times. He's, we're always like dancing inside of his like evil. Um, Doctor Robotnik, like like science lab layer thing, and he's you know doing his crazy Jim Carrey dancing and just laughing maniacally and being just super silly. And um, Sonic looks great in this movie. He looks great. He's fun. He's a little hyperactive. I mean, he's a little. He's kind of like a. I would hope so. Yeah, (laughs) speed. (laughs) Yeah, he's like an eight year old child that has just like downed a whole bag of pixie sticks and drank a coke, basically, because he's. You know, he'll be like doing, he'll be like hitting a, like there's like a whole three minute segment at the beginning of the movie where they're showing how lonely Sonic is because, you know, he's not, he doesn't have any friends. And he's like playing ping pong by himself. So he'll like hit the ping pong and go to the other side, and hit the ping pong. And he's like zipping back and forth. And he'll be like, oh, and I also have, you know, a, a wheel that I run in. And he's just is like showing you his whole like little house that he built where he has all this fun shit that he has. and And he's just talking really fast and being super hyper. And, but he looks great and you just want to hug him and he just looks so fluffy and like there's there's a lot of like easter eggs in the movie that you know fans of sonic will really love and um totally just like and, and like the story was fun like and and the other actors besides jim carrey did did a good job as well like the other guy what's his name james Mar- james marsden i think his name is he he did a really great job in in the movie and um i'm gonna, I'm going to look his name up because i don't want to get it wrong but um, Ben Schwartz and James Marsden are the are the main talent for the movie. Ben Schwartz is Sonic, and he did a great job. And James Marsden plays like this police officer who is um, like the guy who finds Sonic, like right at the beginning of the movie. And Sonic calls him the Donut Lord because he <laughs> the, because it takes place in like Wyoming, and the and the James Marsden's a cop, and nothing ever happens in this town in like Wyoming where no one lives. And so he'll literally like line up his donuts on, on the police car and talk to them because he's so lonely. And then you know Sonic says he's the donut lord because if they misbehave he eats them.
2: I uh, <laughs>
0: just, just like silly shit like that. It's just fun. The I thought that good. the, the donuts good. were
2: gonna be like an allegory for like the coins that <laughs> the, Sonic the runs rings? around and collects. Yeah, that's so the I mean. rings.
0: Are- so the rings are in the movie and there's this, and there's a scene where Sonic gets hit and the rings kind of explode and fly out of him and I'm like oh, oh no. no and then like but then he's able to grab like one ring and I'm like this is just my childhood I relate I've been there Yeah I mean <laughs> it was just it was just perfect and um and 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 I'm left with the thought like they're going to make more and I and I assume they'll be successful also as long as they continue to be good but is this really is this an anime movie or not because I, I I'm unsure because half the producers and writers are Japanese and a whole bunch of the animators are Japanese as well, but the director is not, and I don't believe the company is, is, is so I'm not really sure if you can count it as anime or not. I'm
2: going to uh, say no on this one, Chief.
0: <laughs> I'm just curious. It's fine. It's fine if it isn't. I'm just, I was just curious because it seems like a lot of the staff is Japanese, and that's kind of, you know, at least how I define is Seven it, you know?
1: Samurai a Japan an anime? <laughs>
0: well, no, it's not. Japanese
1: anime. movies aren't anime.
0: <laughs> so, it was a good movie. If you're a fan of Sonic, I recommend you go watch it. I mean, it's in most theaters. It'll be there for a while. It did get dethroned um, this last week by one um, one of the horror movies that came out um, by The Invisible Man. Dethroned it, but it did. But it did beat. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's movie came out the week after this one premiered, and it still beat Harrison Ford. But Call of the Wild is kind of flopping. So, so yeah, pretty pretty fun stuff. Um, and also, side note on um, the My Hero Academia movies in theaters right now as well. But um, considering I'm not that far into My Hero Academia, I probably won't go see that one. But um, that's about it for Sonic. You know, I think that if you're a fan of the of the game and you were afraid of seeing it because you thought it was going to ruin your childhood, like rest assured, it won't. <laughs> You're pretty safe. So, um.
2: actually, I take it back. Uh, if Jim Carrey as Robotnik like adjusts his glasses for a scene, and you get like the lens flare, then I'll call it an anime movie. Yeah, but then if, it's but, an anime. But if that doesn't happen, it's not.
1: <laughs> Did you see that somebody made those like light up glasses, or like their glasses, and when you push them, they light up? Oh, and just there's the so illusion. many memes now all over Twitter, and I want those glasses. If so oh someone wants to sell me those glasses, I'll buy them, Man. and I'll wear them on the stream. So I'll just go...
2: Constantly. I mean, I wonder if it's like just you have to close your eyes when you do it or just burn out your I retinas. I
1: I am curious about that, but they're great. Send my irises to so the bad. grave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice, nice. Well, let's uh, keep on chugging along.
0: Yeah, so we have a new segment here. We're going to try it out, and the new segment is it's basically designed to just talk about Japan more, you know, like, uh, like if, you're gonna, if you want to go to Japan for tourism or if you're planning on living in Japan but, but don't know what you need to do to get there or if you're just living in Japan already, you know, so we've all been to Japan, we all have, we all have experiences and thoughts about it and so we're going to start off with a softball here uh, on Japanese um, restaurants and ch- uh, food chains that you can eat at in Japan with a little segment that I have arbitrarily sort of uh, and quickly named Living Big in Japan, so.
3: It's time to live big in Japan.
1: Was that from Hunter Hunter?
0: Of course it was. I, I, I
1: thought you
3: enjoyed that.
0: Mandy
2: immediately gets I triggered. Like, <laughs> She's like, oh my goodness, what's, <laughs> what are we
0: doing? <laughs>
1: I just had that image of Leorio in the center, like, ah. I <laughs> slide whistle.
0: It was the slide whistle that gave it away, right?
1: Yeah. Well, th- no, all of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So good. So I see this segment as,
2: like, like the prelude, like, training ground for, like, you know, if we next year do the the podcast trip to Japan, like, this is getting people, you know, informed on all the stuff to do over there and what we're going to talk about. And I don't know, I think it'll be fun.
0: Yeah. I also routinely have people messaging me about like, Oh, I'm going to Japan in a month. What do I do? (laughs) Or I'm going to Japan or I'm in Japan and I'm in this place. What do I do here? You know, like I'm in Akiba right now. What do I need? What do I do? And I'm like, okay, well, do this and this and this. So this is kind of inspired by that and also just because i think everybody has has a genuine interest in hearing more about japan in general and everybody kind of wants to go to japan cuz we're all anime nerds so um starting off with a with restaurant chains because japan has a lot of really good ones and i it's weird sort of but i kind of feel like i like i enjoy eating at these chains more than i like eating at you know one off family restaurants or whatever starting off with mr donut mr donut um I think we probably all at least saw Mr. Donut or have been to Mr. Donut, but it's a, um, basically a sp- not really a spinoff, but I believe it was either owned, it is owned or it was owned at one point by uh, by Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I believe it yeah. s- still is. It could be, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll effort that here, but they have the same signage and a lot of and it just looks it just looks like the same on the inside more or less, but they do have some unique items um they have the 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 ponderingue um little donut that basically has like the little it's like a ring it's like a donut shape but it has little it's almost like they fuse donut holes together to make a donut shape and they but it's
2: chew that yeah exactly that's what i was going to say i the first time i had mr donut i i was like well i got to get their signature thing this collection of donut holes strung together and i was like oh these are just going to be donut holes stuck together. But no, like their texture and consistency are just so much chewier and more delightful. They're almost mochi it's, it's so good. They're incredible. Yeah, it's unbelievable.
0: And by the way, um this it was founded in nineteen fifty six by Harry winneker and basically it was bought by a company in, in nineteen ninety and then all the ones in the States became Dunkin' Donuts. But outside of the States, largely they are they remain called Mr. Donut, including ones in Japan. So I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on any one of these, but Mr. Donut is great. Um, and I hope if you go to Japan, you'll definitely see them, and I hope you go and try out their stuff because there's a lot of unique things that you won't see in the States, and they're worth trying, as Mason described. The pon de Ringu is really, really good. Mason, you had written down convenience stores. I want to hear what your take is here.
2: Um, So I am not a fan of chain restaurants. Like, especially as, as a tourist, I was like, oh, I want to sample all the stuff. I don't want the basics. I mean, I feel like if you live there day in and day out, you'd find the chains that you are comfortable with, but I was very anti chain, but I mean, I am just going to take the cop out answer and say like the convenience stores are chains and they have pretty damn good food, especially for like breakfast when a lot of places are closed. So I'm going to call that a chain restaurant and all of them, uh, from the seven 11s to Lawson's to all of them, they're all solid. And like some places have like better onigiri or some have better ice cream, but all in all, you, if you're, like, struggling for food in Japan, you can't go wrong with just stopping in at one of those. Speaking yeah, of we Scott, had
0: a, Go ahead.
1: Oh, We had a, quite a few of those when we went to Japan, like, just jump, jumping into convenience stores and buying bentos. I understand bento. Bento makes a lot more sense when you've uh, had <laughs> one. It's good stuff. Well, the problem <laughs> is
2: so many stores just open later in the day, and when you have to... When we would take a Shinkansen, when we'd be traveling, and we'd be up early, that's the only option you really have, and... Luckily, they're pretty solid choices.
0: Speaking of stops, um, Mini Stop is a, is one of my favorite convenience store chains in Japan, and it's a little harder to find than others. But it is the only place as a foreigner living in Japan. It was the only place that served anything remotely close to popcorn chicken. There is a there is an item of food there that they have like in a case that's hot called Crunky chicken. I talked about this before a while ago but it comes in like a little paper thing with the chicken in it and with a little toothpick and you literally like toothpick eat these little things of chicken and they are fried in such a way that they are very crispy and very good and salty and they are very close to popcorn chicken and it is delightful, so.
2: Did little um, John baptize those? Crunky Chicken?
0: (laughs) Crunky Chicken, that's the name of it. Um, So is that
2: where your allegiances allegiances lie with Mini Stop, you said Mini Mart?
0: I, I'm a little soft on 7-Eleven, to be honest. Okay. Okay. But when I see a mini stop, I will sometimes go in and get the crunky Chicken. There so, you go. There you go. Um, you and I, Mason, both wrote down a different type of curry. I put Koko Ichiban. We've talked about it a bunch of times. Yep. But I'm kind of curious why you think why you put Go Go Curry. What is your What is your What is it about Go Go Curry <sighs> that tickles you?
2: Go Go Curry is just so much more viscous. It's thicker and it's more dense, and you get a big old platter, and it doesn't try to be fancy. It just gives you a hearty meal for a reasonable price, and I vastly prefer the Go-Go experience to Coco Ichiban. Coco Ichiban's a lot more, you choose your spice levels, you choose a lot of your accompaniments. It's more of a full thing, whereas GoGo says, you want some curry, and just mainlines it into your system, and... So, if I had to choose between the two, I would prefer go go, uh, which just means five five. But
1: did we have go go in New York? Is that what we, we had? We
2: did. We, we did. We, that was good. They have it in Boston as well.
1: Oh, so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, lucky,
0: ready. Lucky, lucky you guys. <laughs> um,
2: but I have had cocoa twice. I think that was the first one of the first meals we had when we met up. And uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's a solid choice. I'll let you wax poetically about it.
0: Well, I—I I mean, I don't—I I just want to make a note here that people that go to Japan almost always go to Akiba at some point, point. and there are there is a Goku Ichiban and a Gogo Curry both in Akiba. So, like there, I recommend you try one of these. Um, the next one might be my favorite out of all of them. It's it's Sakia, which is beef, which is a beef bowl shop. It's fantastic. It's cheap. It's it's unbelievably fast. I mean, you order your food and it is there within two minutes, and you can get like a three cheese beef bowl, uh, a kimchi beef bowl. I love I love the chim- the kimchi beef bowl. They've got all kinds of them. They got m- ones with mushrooms. They have ones with uh like shaved daikon. They have seasonal beef bowls. They come in all kinds of various sizes. If you're Mason, you can get the giant the mega beef bowl. My man, and they and, they, and even that won't be enough, and. It is just delightful and they're everywhere. I mean, skia is everywhere and it's like, oh, it's like this chain and you know, whatever. It's like you're eating a bowl, you're eating a beef bowl of like three dollars, but it is it is truly good. And they have a lot of great side items. You can get like a raw egg to put on your beef bowl, you can get a block of you can get a little block of tofu with some like dashi on it. It's so good. It's just it's just I mean, if they had that in the States I'd go every week. I really would. First, uh, food,
2: first first food I consumed in Japan when my flight got in to Osaka airport at like 10 PM and I camped out that night in the airport. (laughs) Don't ask me why I thought that was a good idea, but it was, (laughs) um, was Sukiya coming out of a 17 hour flight and it was blessed.
0: I'm sure it was delightful. Um, the only other one here I want to talk about, and then I'll let you finish up, because the these last two are ones that you wrote down. were was Katsuya? And Katsuya is a little like skia and then it's like a chain where you order your food and it comes very quickly. But Katsuya is more of a—it's a katsu place. So you can get like, you can get a set of like uh, pork katsu with with um, with fried shrimp, and you know, and it comes it comes with all the amenities that you would expect with katsu. This is a, Katsuya is tough to find though. I mean, it's probably for every like ten Sukiyas there are, there's like one Katsuya. Um, but it is, it's a little heavier, but it is, it is definitely delightful to just have like a fantastic plate of rice. And they got the shredded cabbage with the, with the, with the dressing and they got the kasu that's just perfectly cooked and no complaints. You can't complain. It's too damn good. It's not expensive. It's always there when you need it in a pinch.
1: Was that the place inside the mall that we went to?
0: No, but it's similar, it's, a similar, um, okay. it's similar idea. It's just. The one in the mall was like four times as expensive and a little obviously better because um, it's. You know. It
1: was good though. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh god, a katsu is katsu is just fantastic. Now I've yeah. never heard of uobe or tenya, so I want to hear about these last two. Gotcha. I'll, I'll go quick. We should
2: have put a content warning that said like, oh, for the next four minutes, we're just going to talk about food nonstop.
0: Hope <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you weren't so you hungry. hungry now.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Genki Sushi or Uebi Sushi is a chain of conveyor belt sushi places, uh, most notably known for the big one they have in Shibuya where they have the big mm. scramble crossing. That's the one I went to. And it was just the best conveyor belt sushi that was I've had. And there's a whole bunch of them. It's great because they have one track of cars where you can just pick it up and go. And you have like iPad touchscreens where you can order specific Ooh. ones if you want. And those come on like a third rail that just zip. And stop at your thing and it's a whole bunch of fun and we had a, a blast eating there and it's just rows and rows of columns of people just sitting and dining and uh only put one scoop of the green tea mix into your cup and then put hot water <laughs> in don't be like oh i i don't know how many to put in drops in like six and then reads the instructions that say use one only <laughs> i'm like oh, wow that was, that was strong potent <laughs> No, Mason, you. you made
0: a mistake.
1: You learned Mason, from it.
2: The boy who doesn't drink anything but water, t- tasked with the green tea, has it in the most concentrated form on Earth. That's
1: like a children's book. Mason makes green tea for the first time.
2: Mason doesn't. Oops, that's the story of my Mason life. Mason doesn't. Um, that's
1: one thing we missed. I missed out on when we went to Japan. Me, I really wanted to do the screwing up things. No, <laughs> no, the conveyor belt, the sushi. I didn't get to see one. All right. Get to go to one and i wish i had
2: they're a novel experience and they're not too bad you know it's not like the best sushi but it's it's solid enough and then the last one is just really quick uh tenya it's a tempura place oh i God, think yeah. uh, a couple people on the trip went there like for the last meal it's just you know your basic f- perfect vegetables and shrimp and all sorts of things lightly fried over a bed of rice it's uh just comforting and it's a good time and that is a train that you can find all over the place.
0: That's that's all, right. all I had. That's our first installment of this living big in Japan segment. I think in the future you'll hear things like driver's licenses and um, and nerdy anime stuff to do. Various places in Tokyo, you know, the, uh, maybe nerdy. Cafes like the Dragon Quest Cafe or the Pokemon Cafe or whatever, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's endless. So I think just,
2: like, also tips on how to do Japan better or, like, how to prepare yourself. I think those are all worthwhile things. So let us know what you want to hear about, and if you like it, and we'll uh, take it into consideration. But moving on, we have trivia. We have first up the uh, website trivia, which you can go and see a picture and answer it and win fabulous prizes, the... Answer for last week, which was a very difficult, one was Yokai Watch. It was uh, difficult. The winner for the week was Shep, and the winner for the month is what I'm assuming. My notes uh, in I front screwed, of me.
0: I screwed. I screwed this up. I'm sorry. So the winner for last week was Inuyasha because it was a it was a picture of like the little cat rolling around in mm-hmm. a ball. And Shep got the last got got it right last week. So yep, my bad. I screwed that up.
2: No worries. No worries. And then, okay, so last week's winner was Shep. This week's winner is Obscurity 101. So congrats mm-hmm. to both of you for getting that. Uh, the theme remains of Anime Cats. And so go over to aapodcast.com to check it out.
0: Yeah, and then should we a trivia question in honor of Dr. Stone this week. The anime question is about Dr. Stone. And if you've seen the anime, you'll know the answer to this one for sure. And anime Dr. Stone... How many years is Senku, who is the main character of course, locked in stone? And when we come back from that, we have Manny's manga Minute, we have the Waifu Wars, and of course we have our main topic where we're gonna choose our own topics and bring a variety of things to the table if you listen to. So stay tuned and we'll be back after the news break. Anime Addicts, Mitsugi is here bringing you your first round of anime news, leading us off with some Netflix news. They have announced partnerships with six Japanese creators, including Clamp, the creators of Cardcaptor Sakura, Chobits, and so many other properties, Shin Kibayashi, the creator of Daiichi Case Files, and Tante gakuen Q, Yasuo Otagaki of Mobile Suit Thunderbolt, Otsuichi of Goth and Kimi Nishika, Koenai, To Ubukata of Marduk, Scramble, Fafner, uh Sokyu no Fafner, and Mari Yamazaki of various titles. This is a pretty exciting uh, deal because it looks like Netflix is continuing to double down on its investment into anime, which will no doubt bring us lots of new titles coming up in the future. Next up, the director, Sutomu Mizushima has announced just before the just before the creation or the completion of the new Shirobako film that the title was officially completed on the 29th of February the film did complete but just a couple days before that they had actually ended up completing the film with Sutomu Mizushima tweeting out just a couple days prior that the film had been complete and thanking the staff for their work. The film is set four years after the events of the original Shirobako TV anime Aoi Miyamori is busy dealing with ordinary troubles in her daily work life if you're a big fan of Shirobako, well, this is going to be a pretty big hit for you, I think. So you'll want to check out the film of Shirobako and continue the story from where the anime left off. Next up, Pokemon fans. There was an official Pokemon of the Year vote, 140,000 total votes cast. And it looks like the top 10 are a little bit surprising. Gengar from Gen 1, coming in at number 10. Gardevoir, I actually don't know some of these. Rayquaza. Garchomp, Sylveon, Umbreon, Charizard, old-school Pokemon, coming in at number four, Mimikyu, Lucario, coming in at number two, and number one of this past vote of fans of their favorite Pokemon is Greninja. So for those of you that are fans of Greninja, get excited about that. And, of course, next up, and lastly, it looks like the results of the anime awards from Reddit's 2020 anime awards have been announced. Reddit, of course, has a... Very huge uh, thread on their service that has over a million subscribers on it, and the awards are a little surprising. With anime of the year going to Hugto Precure from the jury that they have assembled, the jury that they have assembled also crowned Mai as the best original anime. Animation went to Mob Psycho 100, and etc. Uh, etc. Et and it looks like the only real divergence of any significant note is that the public vote for anime of the year went to Attack on Titan. Season three, part two. None of those awards going to the Demon Slayer. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. And now, as always, time to get back to the podcast. Anime addicts, JList, and JBox.com are definitely one of your best online sources for fantastic Japanese snacks, including all sorts of. Exotic flavors of Paki you won't find in the States, including, well, they have the original Paki flavor, of course, Paki Milk, Almond Crush, Tsubutsubu Strawberry, Hakuto and Strawberry flavor, Kudomitsu Kinako flavor. They even have whiskey flavored Pocky over at jlist.com. They also have fantastic flavors of topo for those of you that don't know topo, it's almost like a reverse Pocky where the icing is on the inside instead of the outside. They've got baked chocolate flavor, bitter chocolate, which I guess is like a dark chocolate, strawberry and milk flavor, sweet potato and rich cream, and they have just an insane selection of chocolate to just satisfy all of your cravings over at jlist and jbox.com. I recommend you check it out for all of your sweets shopping needs. And you'll be supporting the podcast as well over at JList and Jbox.com. Hi, this is Kate Oxley, voice of Akane Sunamori in Psychopaths, How Guilty Are You?
3: And I am a total anime addict. And now, great moments in Anime Addict's Anonymous History.
0: What is your video game Mount Rushmore? I would say Mega Man. Mega Man deserves to be on this nowhere list. nowhere near the Mount Rushmore. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. Are you kidding? I mean, yes, Mega Man has some great games, but who... Are you kidding me? Dude, Mega you man are out of your mind, On man. the Mount Rushmore? You're crazy. You're going to put Master Chief that hasn't contributed anything to gaming, and you're going yes. to knock out... 100% And you're going to knock out... Ma- Mega Man which basically solidified Capcom as a game company now and where are they now, now? One, one of the biggest video game companies in the world responsible uh, for Resident Evil uh, uh, a thousand when, was the, arcade machines. when was the last oh my when God, was the I last, last good it. resident evil i can't believe it hasn't capcom stopped making video games no i would argue absolutely 100% without a doubt that sonic the hedgehog who yeah. basically founded sega himself and, is more important than Master Chief. And he fell off a cliff just like Mega Man. But that doesn't matter. He created an entire company. Without Sega, you wouldn't have the Genesis, the Dreamcast. What the Who Ar- cares about the Dreamcast? Ar- dude, that system was Dude, Sega Corp is a gigantic company that that makes that makes like half of Japan's arcades. BCom says, "Where is Sega now?" Making, making billions and billions of yen? In the video game industry? Yes! In the video game industry. Dude, you're nuts, What video man. games are they making? They make tons of video dude, you're... What video you're, games? You're only what's making, what's, big, what's dude, a big Sega video game right now? Dude, what's a big game? I need, I I need, I need you to calm I'm down so I can talk. i just you a question. Talk. I just want to know. And now,
3: back to the podcast. That one's
2: gotta hurt. Very topical. <laughs> it's gotta
1: hurt. Yeah, we're back. So before we went on break, we had a question. The question was In the anime Dr. Stone, how many years is Senku locked in stone? The answer is 3,700.
0: Too damn long.
2: Sanza Nanahaku.
0: That's right. All right. Well, now that we're back, I'm having myself a little cheese stick. Pretty yummy stuff. And uh, I hey. have,
1: I have a tachycoma.
0: mandy has got a tachycoma, and she's also going to give me a minute to eat this cheese stick that I'm holding right here in my hand because it's delicious. <laughs> that is the
1: purpose of the Mandy's Maga Minute. Give you a minute to eat a cheese stick.
0: <laughs> it is, it is not a bad, it is not a, an opportunity to eat a cheese stick should not be, missed, should not be missed. That's I
2: did good. have yeah. a violent <laughs> reaction when you said I have a cheese stick or cheese stick. I thought you were going to say a cheese stick. Flavored monster, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no,
0: what have they done? All right, let's hit
3: it. And
1: now, let's take a minute for the Manga Minute with Mandy. This is Mandy's Manga Minute, where I take a minute to give you a minute to eat a cheese stick and tell you about a manga, help you find something new to read. <laughs> this one is called... The girl from the other side, Shu Larun. Long ago, there was a God of Light and a God of Darkness. While those devoted to the God of Light experienced happiness and good fortune, the God of Darkness would play tricks on the people and steal their joy. And so, the legend goes, the God of Light decided to punish him by turning him into a monster. Enraged by this, the God of Darkness wielded his punishment as a curse in order to inflict suffering upon others. Because of his actions, he was banished to the outside, where he and his monstrous children are to remain for eternity. While those from the inside must never come in contact with someone from the outside lest they be cursed with a hideous form a little girl named shiva an insider is founded by an outsider she comes to know as sensei though they cannot touch sensei cares for shiva as best he can and together they live a moderately happy life but soon shiva not only finds herself in danger from the outside but from her own kind as well uh this is one that mason talked about last week the short from what studio for and i wanted to correct myself i accidentally last time said that it was by the same creator as ancient magus bride i was wrong it is not <laughs> i actually figured out where i got that from it's because one of the Back of the book says, for fans of ancient Magus Pride. <laughs> so I got the authors mixed up. Not the same author. But The Girl from the Other Side is a dark, supernatural story written and illustrated by Nagabe. Um, it is an ongoing series with seven volumes currently available in English, both printed and digitally. A uh, Girl from the Other Side moves at a slower pace and... It allows us to uncover the mysteries it presents at a very deliberate pace, and we develop a lot of questions surrounding our two protagonists, such as why is Shiva seem to be immune to this curse, and what is the secrets that Sensei holds, and what exactly do the cursed ones want, and why does Sensei seem to be so insistent on protecting this child? And as we explore all of these questions, we are treated to plenty of touching scenes between the a child and their surrogate father, and while all of the demonic beings and the humans we meet, it's between everyone that we meet. It's a constant battle between light and dark, and even the art itself does a fantastic job of illustrating this. I was trying to find a good picture to show on stream, but um, everything that like from sensei and all of the demonic beings we meet are done in a very dark black, and when we meet. Shiva, the girl in the front, she's always done such a pure white with very simplistic lines. And the artwork helps to carry on the themes of it. And Sensei, um, I'm sorry, it it strikes a very, like, and I don't know, it's a very striking image that permeates the entire story and it fills you with both a love and dread throughout the whole thing. Because we get a lot of really cute scenes between Sensei and Shiva, but there's also a lot of, it's a very dangerous world that they live in. And so far, I have been really enjoying it. I've read three volumes so far, so I haven't finished. Like I haven't caught up to where it's currently at. But I'd recommend it if you're like a fan of Somali or other kind of similar stories with the surrogate, like surrogate father type tales. I'd say Ancient Magus Bride as well. I think they nailed that on the back of the book.
2: Yeah, when you said it was the same author, I didn't. I was like, yeah, I believe it. It's absolutely yeah. very same. But the aesthetic yeah. of this series is so strong. Like you don't even need to read. The word just like flipping through, there's just something very interesting about these two extremely polar opposite dynamic characters just being in the scene together, just is cool to look at.
1: Here's the picture, here's the picture I was looking for it's one of Shiva running from a fire, but in the fire, there are crows. And like, look how like that image here, I'm showing it on stream, I'll put up a picture of it on our live stream chat for people who are listening to this on itunes but yeah just that one right there with all the really dark cross-hatching and then um i almost called her somali (laughs) she is in such a very pure white very simplistic lines you get a really like it's just a striking image and this is like throughout the entire book just this constant battle between the light and darkness inside of it it's really good i highly recommend checking it out
2: Agreed.
0: <laughs> and again, that will be made into an anime in about six months. We got a short. We got a short, so I we hope we get more. Yeah. I hope we get more.
1: If they do more, I really hope it's like the Wit Studio one. If they could carry it out throughout entire series, that'd be really nice.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Mandy, for that. Is um, it time for a war of endless proportions to uh, to ravage the world once again?
2: indeed how's the cheese stick
0: that cheese stick well i ate it very quickly it was <laughs> gone It was gone in a flash but um not disappointing at all i would say very and, nice and, and, and much needed
3: in the game of waifus you either win or you are late to anime school cake will be thrown ice cold tea will be served who will be top in the class and who will be flunked in mason's white wars <laughs>
2: So welcome. Even though it is March, I've decided, because I got shortchanged with the uh, anime Oscars episode, that I've, I've still got one more cooking waifu up my sleeve. And, <laughs> you know, reviewing my picks so far, just in general, I've realized how many of my previous choices just are also good cooks. You know, you had Lata from Aka 13. You had Akari from Sengatsu no Lion. You had Sakamoto with his distinct cooking boy apron that I regret uh, more than anything in my life for not purchasing that when I went to uh, Japan, but you know what? Damn. It's it's okay. We and I have been getting tons of requests or recommendations from uh, Discord people who were like, hey, you know, Moral was saying like, oh, remember Winry from Full Metal Alchemist? She can cook. Mandy was like, hey, you know, there's some Hedora ladies who can fix a mean feast. There's um, also
1: Hijikata who's great with yeah, yeah.
2: we we long know the gintama story we had a various who talked about like makoto shinkai he could be a cooking waifu he just makes good looking food <laughs> uh azulet recommended sailor jupiter and uh the master from midnight diner and i really hope we get an anime adaptation of that uh cook or chibi rob he's also just a cooking husbando on the discord he's posting that's, his that's creations true. all the time um, and But last week, I did say that my final candidate was going to be the hottest waifu of all time. Um, unfortunately, Mandy's guessing ability proved too powerful, uh, but I'm still going to give him a shout-out. Uh, the planned waifu was going to be Calcifer from Howl's Moving <laughs> Castle. He's the fallen star of the movie. He's a...
1: The- you need to be suspicious if if Mason's yeah. saying, "Oh, they're so hot, they're, they're so, so hot, so
2: hot, guys!" Haha, <laughs> very funny.
1: Automatically, suspicious. automatically,
2: <laughs> what what is he up to? Uh, yeah, he's he's the fire elemental that serves not only to power the entire entire castle, the entire operation that Howl's got cooking, but uh, all cooking would be nothing without him. And he says all the time, like, "I don't cook. I'm a scary and powerful fire demon." But I know otherwise. I know him more than he knows himself. And <laughs> like the, the gifts, the images of him like cooking bacon and eggs are one of the few things that like warm my heart. And if that isn't the trait of a waifu, I don't know what is.
1: Is said one of the few things? <laughs> it's one
2: of the few things. It's, it's, it's right up there.
0: And uh, bacon and eggs look good as hell, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: yeah, always, they do. always. Even though he does say at one point, I think uh, like I'm going to curse you with like burnt bacon or something. I I forgive him. I forgive him. Um, May
1: all your bacon burn. Yeah,
2: exactly. exactly. Don't even joke. When they're like forcing the pan onto him, he's like, no, I don't want (laughs) to cook. So in lieu of all of that, uh, the final waifu for the cooking theme um, and close out the saga is going to be from one of the comfiest shows that I have ever seen. It's called Tamayura, and this is done by the legendary director Junichi Sato, Uh, He did the first two seasons of Sailor Moon before Ikuhara took over. He did Princess Tutu and he did a bunch of others before he just wanted to make shows that were maximum comfiness. Uh, So he did the Arya series in the 2000s. He did a Manchu in late 2010s. But right in between those, he did his finest, which is Tamayura, which tells the story of a group of high school girls in the city of Takehara, which is like a sleepy seaside town in Hiroshima. Um, there's no like school club that they're in that needs saving. There's no magical cats that whisk okay. things up. Um, it's just like a meditative look into like the subtle development of these main characters as they explore and follow their interests. Um, it's rooted loosely around like the main character, Fu, uh, and her love of photography, but the the character who I most resemble in this show, which is Sayomi, is like the antagonist of the series and just drags these nice girls to exploring these like obtuse, undiscovered places on these like far hikes, and everyone hates her, and I uh, feel attacked for it. But the best girl of the series is uh, Chimo Yakusa, which is the owner of the Okonomiyaki store, and if you never had Okonomiyaki, I'm sure we'll talk about that on the Living Big in Japan segment one day, but uh, it's just like Japanese pancakes. They're just savory pancakes. No. What? And they're a good time. Um, and Chimo... Uh, no way! She's got a ton of flower power, but she makes the best Okonomiyaki around. Um, forget Love Hina, forget Sweetness and Lightning, whatever show you've seen Okonomiyaki in, she makes them Hiroshima style. And if you don't know, Hiroshima style is the best kind of Okonomiyaki. Yep. Uh, sure is. That's, that's yeah. a fact. Osaka get out of here my man mm-hmm. it's all about hiroshima um and she she serves them up with such enthusiasm and flourish and her desire to improve her craft with constant innovation uh leads to the legendary five stack which is just five pancakes on top of one another and it's the most godly thing i've ever seen i dream <laughs> of experiencing it one day um you know she she's she's got this straight edge line towards being a cooking waifu all the, the suitors that come by she ignores them all she's eyes on the prize and uh yeah the show is fantastic it's great to watch like a single episode right before bed um there's a couple seasons uh, ovas and movies so there's a ton of content but just start with the four episode ova see if you like it it's very much a particular aesthetic so it's slow but it's it's so relaxing and it's so comforting and uh check out tamayura and that's the waifu wars.
0: Very nice, and very—it's just very cute too. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. A little, little, little flower power going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It works it well. Works. How fitting
0: that the Waifus this time would be a waifu after your own heart, Mason. Exactly. Always. That's all I can That's, really say. <laughs>
2: That's kind of the theme here. <laughs> but and with that, though, we can move forward to our main topic which is we've all brought in our own topics and we're just gonna chit and chat and talk about them yep. so i figured yours is a very good one to lead off on
0: yeah so we lost cornelius the cat mascot um last weekend while i was in mexico you know the vet was like you know she was kind of nudging me in the direction and he was he was 11 so that's that's uh that's not that's not super young for a main coon to you know reached the end of their lifespan because Maine Coons are just bigger than most cats. And I tried to save him, but, you know, couldn't do it to, despite, you know, uh, efforts. So um, it's wild. Like Cornelius basically spanned the entire lifespan of the podcast. Like when this podcast started, he was like a kitten, like 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 six weeks old and um, <clears throat> basically was... You know, with me the entire time we podcasted, and probably appeared on the podcast like I don't even know 50 times or something crazy, and um, so. But uh, you know, everything, all things have to pass, I guess, or whatever you, whatever you, whatever you want to say about it. But um, uh, <clears throat> but in honor of Cornelius, I thought we would do a top five anime cats tribute, a Neil tribute, as I'm saying. And there are, Lord knows, there are a lot of cats. <laughs> an anime to go through. And I don't know that we have any duplicates here on our list. So we're just gonna I
1: purposely pop- didn't choose them. We, we, we kind of, yeah.
2: yeah, Mandy and I kind of danced around each other's picks.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I also have um, a top three from UDA, our voice actress girl. So um, we'll have to see what she has to say. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to lead off, I guess. And we'll just go around the table here. Um, and I have lots of like cat drops too, like, yeah. like, yeah, it just doesn't end. Yeah. There's just lots of them here. I got like, like I can just kill you guys with these drops. Um, That's scary. <laughs> yeah, I got like six, six, 60 of these. And um, Corrin is my is the first one I want to mention. My number five is Corin from Dragon Ball Z, the The sensu bean growing fat, fluffy, white cat that always hangs out with Yajirobi for, I don't know why. Like, Yajirobe is so worthless. And Corrin is like old and ancient and basically saves the world a billion times because, um, you know, without the sensu beans we would they would have lost like every fight they ever they were ever in so but corin up in corin's tower you know makes his first appearance in dragon ball when when kid goku climbs the tower and just a good old fluffy white cat and with his uh does he have like a staff i guess i guess he does have a staff yeah a little staff and uh he's great so i love corin so and i we had a cat named corin that was also white and fluffy at one point in my life so yep so uh, that's number five. So moving right along, I I think uh, we will have to see what Mandy has to say here.
1: I was laughing because I could see Mason highlighting to check out which one my my number five picked. Yeah, up I was
2: is. like, what? "Neko Sensei, that gives me. Sorry, spoilers. That gives. And then, me, then I saw
1: his face go. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was laughing because Nego-sensei is from Princess T2, and he's, he's kind of like a cat man, and he's the teacher of their ballet class. And I just, I don't know. He's he's a goofball. He all, He's always just threatening people that he's going to make them marry him. And I was like, you know what? I would marry this cat. He He's looking he for love. love. Yeah. He's looking for love. <laughs> but when he's real stressed out, he just starts scratching shit up. It always cracks me up but yeah
2: well no i was i, I looked it up because I'm like neko sensei well i don't neko's cat obviously i don't know what it could be and just in, in the, our document mandy has in parentheses i would marry this cat and i'm like what cat <laughs> so no that explains it um i
1: would marry this cat yeah i mean he just he just needs love somebody give that cat some love
2: <laughs> otaku cop in the chat says does hanakawa count
1: Oh, good question. <laughs> Black Kanekawa, number Black Kanekawa five point five. No.
2: no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Black Kanekawa number one for me.
2: <laughs> number one through four. Um obviously I have Tamayura on the mind because my number five cat is Momo which is Peach Cat. Is b- barely could be considered a cat. It's really just a white. Pile of fluff. He's uh, mm. he's 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 a chunky boy, and I love oh, yeah. my chunky cats. I mean, if we're being honest, you know, really speaking from the heart, I'm definitely more of a dog boy. But you know, even I can respect the quality of some certain characters and cats. So Momo Neko, he just he fluffs around. He uh, he everyone loves him, and he just runs the town. He's kind of the underground mafia leader, where everyone just respects the boy. Uh, despite his gentle and fluffy demeanor, so very soothing. Good cat.
0: Yeah, and uh, Momoneko, as the as 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 its name would indicate, does look kind of like a peach, sort of. So there's a little, there's a bit of a pink, a pink hue to uh, Momoneko's fluff. All right. Anything else to say about Momoneko Mason?
2: No, I just I just want to sell people on Tamayura, and I figure I need to have some pick that will be like no one's ever heard of. <laughs> gotcha. I put
1: it on my list while you were talking. Oh, Your very, said,
2: very but. soft.
1: I'm going to watch it soon. How many episodes?
2: It's So it's a four-episode OVA, two 12-episode seasons, and then like a couple hour-long movies. But, I mean, you'll very quickly know, like, if the show's for you by the time the OVA is over. But, oh, it's so relaxing. Anyway, <laughs> we can move on.
0: Number four here is uh, Chigio's father from Azumanga. Not
1: sure if it's terrifying, even a Terrifying, ca- terrifying
0: cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not even sure if it's a cat, really, but it, like, I don't understand. It's what her father.
1: On. It's just
0: so confusing. Um, I'm surprised you
1: didn't should- choose Chain Chomp. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> I could have the one that I looks thought, like
1: chain Chomp. The one I thought about bites it. People. I thought you were
0: thought gonna thought say for Mario, it. what? was <laughs> <Here's> a cat. <laughs> you know, I thought about it, but that just cat's like just it. such a such a nasty little cat. Like it doesn't deserve it. So Chio's father often seen fluffing around the screen, just like drifting randomly through the sky. Uh, <laughs> I uh, talking. I mean, it's just bizarre. And it doesn't it's like flat too, like a like two dimensional. I don't know. Chio's father is weird. If you haven't, if you've, if you've seen Manga, you know who I'm talking about. If you haven't seen *Ozumanga*, you probably ought to. <laughs> you should just go watch it because it it is sort of a classic at this point. So yeah, Chio's father is totally bizarre. So I think uh, coined as the name of as Chio's father inside of one of Chio's dreams while she's sleeping in class, I believe. Okay, next up.
1: Uh, my number four is Morgana. Look, guys, I always struggle with going to bed on time. Morgana, Morgana's got my back. <laughs> Morgana is always there to remind me, yo, you need to go to bed. Stop working on stuff.
2: <laughs> stop playing your farming some, farming uh, RPGs.
1: Yeah, stop playing Rune Factory. Go to bed. Morgana, thank you. That's why you're number four.
2: <laughs> uh, my number four pick, I, I, as I indicate my Fooly Cooly poster behind me, is Takun from Fooly Cooly. Not because... By himself, he's a great character, but I think the the sound clip of the actress saying like Takoon repeatedly over like my multiple rewatches of that show has <laughs> have just seared into my being, and I just instantly think of him when I think of cats. And he's kind of a pipsqueak, but he's cute enough. He he gets number four slot.
1: I think I may have forgotten to mention more goddess for Persona five. <laughs> for those who maybe don't know.
2: It's yeah, I guess it's a fair point. Yeah, the game, <laughs> yeah, the animation, the royal, the movie. The, there's all sorts of stuff, but Phantom Thief Morgana.
4: <laughs>
0: all right, so uh, number three is Gigi from Kiki's Delivery Service. It's just too great, too classic, too great. I mean, it's uh it's just too good, and voice to perfection by both in English and Japanese. So yeah, not much to say else about that. People know who Gigi is. Very very. Uh, Probably the most recognizable cat. I would Probably say. Probably the anyway. most staple. Yeah. That's about all I have to say.
1: My number three is the Kawamoto cats from *Sangatsu no Lion*. These cats are so cute, and they're just—they just—they're desperate for some food. <laughs> they have like, like they don't talk, but they do have like their own inner monologue, and they're just so cute, and they're like, just trying to get food from people. <laughs> As they do. Is amazing I about the show or something.
0: I don't know. What's he doing? He's looking for something. He's digging.
2: I couldn't find it in time. It, oh, it wasn't really the cat I was looking for. Oh. I, kind
1: of, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you had this Sangatsuno Lion manga. Is that English or Japanese?
2: It's a Japanese, and boy, is it hard to read. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of text in this thing. I uh, yikes.
1: I think it got an official English, but I hope hopefully they do.
2: Um, all right my number, number three Mason? my number three is kind of similar to your pick of Gigi. it's cheeto mm-hmm. from flying witch who like uh,
1: i wanted this one from my list
2: i'm sorry i sold this one from mandy because i put in my <laughs> picks first because i knew i was going to run out of options uh if like cheeto doesn't do a whole lot for the story but like aesthetically why am i saying that word so much today is probably the best looking like you want a black cat? This is like the peak. This is what peak performance looks like. Cheeto just looks phenomenal. And something about it is just super appealing.
1: I love when Cheeto gets really like obsessed with like the like the sliding screen paper mm-hmm. and just starts poking holes in it.
2: <laughs> or or he like goes out and is like chasing down like birds and like realizes very quickly he can't catch them and just
0: gives up. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I
2: sympathize. But yeah, now Cheeto's a good-looking cat.
0: All right, so I got uh, Uda to record her number three.
3: So oh. now, number three favorite is... De- 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 the Baron from o Sumaseba, Whisper of the Heart by Ghibli. I don't know if this movie was popular other than Japan, but this cat called Baron... Baron? Baron? I don't know what it's called. It's so cool, and I just fell in love. He's like a porcelain cat figurine in the uh, old store, but then in the dream situation, he flies and he talks, and he's so ikemen. I guess ikeneko.
1: So I love, <laughs> I love him.
0: He's so ikemen. Ike-men I- means like handsome, by the way, in case you guys want to. Know.
1: Yeah, but now he's ikeneko. <laughs>
0: All right, for me, number two is Chi from Cheese Sweet Home. I love Chi; she's so cute. The they bastardized Cheese Sweet Home the one they when they came out with the CG season, ugh. But um, just cute to the max. Just comfy show, short episodes, easy to watch, never a letdown. Chi from Cheese Sweet Home is is a home run for people who like just cute cat stuff, and a lot of it is from like Cheese' perspective. So it's really it's really really good. So. Cheese sweet home run, <laughs> cheese sweet home run, yeah, for <laughs> sure, yeah, oh yeah, you you ain't lying. All right,
1: my my number two is a combination of both Luna and Artemis because not only are they adorable, but they're in love and they have kittens and they're great.
0: Wow, a duo, and they're
1: probably the most recognizable cats from anime.
0: Yeah, yeah it could be two for the price of one. Uh, from
1: Sailor Moon, I forgot to mention that. Sorry.
0: Oh, come on. We are. We, everybody knows that. I
1: mean, they're newer anime fans. You probably wouldn't know. Well, they
0: should. (laughs) Possibly. Possibly. Now they do. All right, Mason, what do you have? My
2: number two was another one that I stole from Andy, which is uh, Sakamoto from Nichi Joe. This is the cat. (laughs) Nichi Joe. Nichi Joe (laughs) Deska.
1: Loves Sakamoto.
2: (laughs) He, He gets blamed for everything, and he has to deal with two just doofy characters these two little girls who just run all over the place and create chaos and havoc and it would be a nightmare for him but somehow they develop a bandana that allows him to talk in this super soothing suave voice and we just get to hear his struggle of you know the internal struggle of wanting to be a cool guy and being a cat who is tempted by fluffy things and lights and birds and stuff <laughs> and he's just a good cat and uh professor and,
1: uh, <laughs> who ate all the snacks sakamoto what <laughs> i i'm I too scared
2: it. to go to the to the bathroom because it's thundering and lightning sakamoto comes up i will protect you she's like not now sakamoto you're weak <laughs> <laughs> you can't protect me uh so it's cringe and he just has to live with that and i feel so bad for him so he gets blamed for everything but I like him. I like him.
0: All right. And from UDA.
3: Number two. This goes to. Da, 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 da. No Totoro! My neighbor, Totoro. Totoro can be my kitten. I just want to rub, 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 rub. Here and there. Okay. Enough of daydreaming. <laughs> I cannot touch cat anyways.
1: <laughs> God. I forgot she's allergic to cats. But also, does that look like a cat?
0: <laughs> I'm not she, sure she if uh, Totoro's a cat or not. She didn't say he was
2: a cat. She said he could be her cat,
0: which oh, means that's
2: true. I guess in the, if mentally you can do enough backflips and gymnastics to say, "Oh, this this is my cat." <laughs>
1: you know what? It Listen, if you're UDA walking down the street wrong.
2: with Totoro on like a leash or something, and they're like, "What's that?" and you're like, "That's my cat," there. no one's gonna question. People will just nod their head and be like, okay.
1: Uda <laughs> was actually, is never wrong. You That's know true, I, exactly. I
0: I pretty much tell Uda like like this is how long the clip should be because you know voice actresses and stuff, and actors they charge by like the second or by the word. But like she always just does way more than I ask for, and that clip is actually much longer than the one that I just played for you, and in which she does acknowledge that she doesn't know if Totoro is a cat or not. Probably not, but. I cut that out because, like, I'm not going to play two, two, it. And a, two and a half minute clips here would be a little long. So <laughs> I'll allow um, it. But much like UDA, we are of one mind because my number one is, of course, it's the cat bus from My Neighbor Totoro. Because the cat bus just brings tears to my eyes when I see it in theaters. And also when I sit inside the adult-sized cat bus in the Jubilee Museum. And it's it is it is indeed. I have experienced it. It is as fluffy as you might expect, fantastic. The cat as bus. have I, as have the I. I bus. sat there
2: yeah. and it, it it felt right. It felt did really it just, good.
0: <laughs> did it just change? Did it just change the way you thought about things, Mason? Was it just like this is? It, I know. Yeah, I understand it gave now. me
2: some time to reflect. Yeah. So I cat I, bus I is wish good. I was what like under the age of seven so you can actually play on the cat bus in like the <laughs> Ghibli Museum like kid zone. I, I mean, I, I am do. a child, I know, but I, I couldn't disguise myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to see you try to disguise yourself as a child.
0: <laughs> in in and, Japan. <laughs> and listen, the cat bus is always going to be willing to take you to the Shichi Kokoyama hospital every time. Okay, next.
1: My number one, no oh, surprise at who, all. Who could have guessed it? It's Nyanko Sensei, of course, from Natsume oh. Eugene Cho. God, I he is it. the best cat. I I have a big plushie of him. I forgot to bring him. I instead brought my Tachikoma. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I wasn't a, thinking clearly. That's not a cat. <laughs> tachikoma could be my cat. Yurie well, said so. I <laughs> guess if Totoro
0: can be a cat, so can Tachikoma.
1: Nyanko Sensei is the best. He is a very powerful yokai who is trapped in the body of a like a little happy cat, and he's just he he looks. He's very simple to draw. He's just a big old round chubby cat. He's and, another chonker. Yeah, and but he's always there to protect Natsume. He's a little bit of a swing like a lot of cats are, where he just he doesn't want to be loved, but it's keep it's pretty obvious that he loves Natsume quite a lot. Quite a bot. Quite a lot. I kept trying to mix lots and big together and I got <laughs> bot. Quite a bot. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and he loves his sake. He loves eating. So just make sure you always have snacks there for Yoko Sensei. All right.
2: He would have been on my list uh, had Mandy not immediately claimed him uh, deservedly. So so I figured the only cat that really best combines everything I like in this world is the, c- the collective animal of uh banania. Uh, all the cats from that series that are just food incarnates, uh, as they bounce around, and they're adorable, and they're food, and I think that will be enough to justify my <laughs> inclusion on their list.
1: Okay. Do you know all the bananas are voiced by Yuki Kaiji? Uh All
2: of them. I didn't know all I of think them. All them. I know.
1: I could be wrong. You I could know be the right. main One is.
2: I'll believe it. I'll believe it. It make. You no. Another, that just supports my claim on why they're so good. So, Banania. There you go. Good <laughs>
1: They're all voiced by Aaron Yeager.
2: <laughs> I like it. I like it.
0: And as, you know, and just like UDA chose a non cat for number two, number one is indeed Jubei from Ninja Scroll.
3: Number one goes to. Ta Doraemon! Just, just kidding. When I think about the cat in the anime, Doraemon just came to my heart so many of great gadgets. I think I want to get the doko demo anywhere door the most since I always run late. With that door, I can be ready and just go there in time. <laughs> oh, which gadget you want the most? Tell me, tell me. Oh, fuck. Oh. I, don't know. I don't
2: know all his gadgets.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got a bunch of them. But yeah, the Dogo de is the, uh, or the, and the, any, and the anything pocket is the other big one. Well, I feel like,
2: yeah, but from the pocket comes everything. Or unless you're saying just the concept of a pocket, that could hold anything.
0: Either way, <laughs> either way. Anyway, pouring one out for Cornelius, you know, he'll be missed. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm probably going to hike up Quandary Peak again this uh, weekend, and I'll be um, spreading half of his ashes up the mountain, and then the other half, I think I'm going to plant. Um, in like a giant pot and put like a tree in it or something in my living room so sad times but uh, let's move on to happier stuff. Mason?
2: Uh, yeah I guess we could do mine if we want to do another list Um, so <laughs> as I mentioned in the hobby addicts I've been suffering from uh, like, I've just got my wisdom teeth removed, so I've been, besides being a little little chipmunk as of late, I've uh, you know, just been wanting comfy things in my life. Hence, uh, Tamira talking about constantly. And with the uh, upcoming, you know, Anime Boston trip that we might have, I was like, you know what? Let me just think about, like, comfy cosplay ideas. Things that are really easy to cosplay, or, you know, you often hear about cosplays that are you know, just, like, a pain to get around in or just, you know, for a whole day at a convention aren't comfortable to wear. And Mandy had, like, put up, I think, a link or something of the, uh, like, the uh, a sweatshirt hoodie from Gintama that, like, Katsura, like, wraps in. Oh, like, Zura. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Zura wrap hoodie. And I was like, you know what? That could be, like a comfy thing so I figured you know what this is a list of like
1: I kind of want it
2: (laughs) yeah exactly but that would be like a super comfortable cosplay that would be like very anime specific but it'd be nice and these aren't for like these are assuming you're in like an air conditioned convention so not taking to account like oh is the convention in dead of summer or is it dead of winter and also like it also is, like, different kinds of comfort. For example, the a cosplay from Free, the swim show, might be comfortable to wear, but you might get some uncomfortable looks, so that's not really a comfortable <laughs> cosplay.
1: I have a photo of someone cosplaying as Haru in a swimsuit from Otakon, so I disagree.
2: <laughs> it's not comfortable for everybody. And I figured, like, <laughs> I'm not going to take the cheap answer just go with, like, sports teams, because those are, you know, always a good call, or, like, school outfits, like, We get it. An outfit's an outfit. We can move on. So uh, I guess I can go first. And these, in my mind, go to like comfier and comfier things. But if you want to really like cosplay a character that is very anime specific but still could be comfortable, um, the Boogie Pop character from Boogie Pop Phantom really is just a comfortable outfit with just a big cloak and a fancy hat on top. And that would be something that's instantly recognizable not too hard to make, but, uh, you know, pretty pretty easy to get around with. And uh, easy to transport, and you could bundle up the cape and disguise it if you had to go somewhere afterwards. So that's my, I guess we're doing another list, number five.
1: <laughs> my number five is Snorlax. I mean, look, would it be easy to walk around in? No. But th- but if you're walking around a Snorlax, then you're not cosplaying Snorlax. You just park exactly. that shit somewhere and just fall asleep. That's perfect.
2: I... Imagine you like g- finding a good spot, camping out and like sneaking out the hatch in the back. And everyone comes by and they're like, oh, I loved your Snorlax sn- costume. And you're like, thanks. I wasn't even in it half the day. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was just a recording of someone snoring. There you go.
2: Exactly. And it's just a tent and you can have parties inside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sticking with the theme here of uh, easy cosplay. Uh, I just I, I think like Dead Yamcha yom, dead is just great. I can't get enough. Classic. (laughs) Just, just die, Yamcha. Just be, just dress up as Yamcha and just lay on the ground dead. And you could even put like a little piece of paper under you that has like, it's like intentionally janky looking. You know, like put a put a piece of paper under you that looks like a crater, and and you know, just lay there and be dead. And people would just walk past you and take pictures of you. And you don't even have to move. You don't even have to walk. You can just fall asleep there. Done. Perfect cosplay. nothing can be more accurate of a dead person than someone who's sleeping just lay there and be asleep
2: Perfect. I uh, I can tell Mits and Mandy had a very similar thought process for that one um, my number four uh, I figured I, if you know we're going with someone else you could have a two-person cosplay so these I had two ideas for these one was uh, from girls last tour uh, Cheeto and Yuri's they just kind of wear parkas and uh, like soldier helmets that'd be super comfortable to wear and uh, it'd be a little more detailed but uh, from Tekken King Kreet, the movie uh, black and white the two brothers have a pair of outfits that are kind of just normal clothes with a bunch of jangly uh, like jewelry on it and that'd be that'd be pretty easy to walk around in so those are those are two ideas that are kind of fun
1: my number 4 was Moriko Morioka from MMO Junkie I mean it's just for me it's just me I'm just going myself
2: exactly the ultimate cosplay <laughs>
1: The ultimate cosplay. I get to go in like jeans and a t-shirt.
2: You just, you really do have to spend like a couple hours the night before preparing by staying up late playing video oh, playing games. playing
1: Rune Factory 4? Exactly. Yeah. You don't want
2: to get a good night's sleep or something. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be
1: I, unbelievable. I just came out of a WoW raid and I'm good to go.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Look, I
1: live this life. It's the best cosplay for
0: me. Uh, for me, number four, I think that it's uh, t- tried and true a uh, just a pokemon trainer normal clothes mm-hmm. plus plus the hat plus the belt with the pokeballs on it done i mean yep you could even like throw a pokeball on the ground and yell i mean you know whatever it's tried and so, true s- someone from the time. twitch
2: said that too <laughs> they're like yeah, pokemon s- trainer
0: that's a way to go <laughs> yeah i saw that and uh, they're not wrong so
1: i've done a pokemon trainer quite a few times
0: there you go the <laughs> proof is in the pudding or in the pokeball So, um, yeah,
2: I figured uh, number three was for uh, one, just like under a general category of like uniforms, uh, recent ones that I thought were good would be like the bookseller Honda Kun uniforms. If you had like a bunch of friends to go with just like the apron and all wore like funny stuff on your head, that'd be fun. Um, the Hoseki no Kuni, the gem uniforms, you just get a black pair of shorts and a black t-shirt. Those are pretty easy with a bunch of people. You just wear fancy colored wigs and uh, kind of odd. the from Cuchu Barranco trapeze, the uh, the doctor's outfit. You just wear, you know, a white lab coat with just a really zany tie underneath it and some wacky pants. Boom. <laughs> you're, you're the doctor. Put on some red specks and you're ready to go.
1: <laughs> My number three was Tsukimi from Princess Jellyfish because she's always in just sweatpants.
2: And uh, that's kind of half the reason that uh, inspired this, because in our fan art Friday that Carolyn puts on like oh, social yeah. media, someone posted a not the the gray sweatpant version of Tsukimi, mm-hmm. but just the the normal cosplay of it. And it was like, oh, that was real nice. She also has this super comfy alternative, and that was also an excuse to plug people. If you don't draw, but do cosplay, send that stuff over to Caroline, and she will uh, feature it, because like seeing that sort of thing
1: yeah her name was
2: danny i believe
1: danny marie there yeah. you go it looks great too
2: it is amazing
0: whose turn is it my turn
2: it's your turn
1: yeah. uh the kid
0: from re-zero is pretty easy he just got a track suit on uh i say this because re-zero is coming back you know, uh, his name's is by the way. It's coming back. It'll be here soon. And uh I'm sure most of the anime world is waiting for waiting for it, considering it's <laughs> now the in the now the twenty second most watched anime ever on Mal. So it's like we're up there with like Bebop at this point. So um popular stuff, ReZero tracksuit. You can put and you know what, a tracksuit is something you could probably wear just like casually, like at home or whatever. So I don't
2: know about yeah, I guess. I was going to say, I agree though. My number two was all tracksuits. Uh, oh, yeah. Yato uh, had track from Norigami, uh, Nino's tracksuit from Arakawa under the bridge, like the blue with the white stripes. And if you want to get recent, uh, from If My Favorite Pop Idol Made It to Budokan, I Would Die, Eric uh, Pio has like a salmon pink tracksuit that's also pretty similar to Nino's, and it's a good time. So those are all recognizable enough that people would know what you're doing without looking like a slouch when in actual you're just being a slouch that are, has a nice excuse to wear a tracksuit
1: <laughs> my yeah. number two was tanaka kun from tanaka kun is always restless wait tanaka kun is always listless there listless. we go i missed the word <laughs> I don't
2: remember
1: yeah you just beat Tanaka and you just gotta get a friend to be your, your Ota and he just carries you around as perfect
2: that's pretty similar to the Snorlax one you just have to have a friend strong enough Look, to lug you around the place
1: the <laughs> best cosplay is just one of you sleeping yeah, <laughs> <Slash> <laughs> in yeah. Bed. Cosplay.
0: um colored wigs you could just buy a wig you know just get a crazy wig Put it on. That's it. You don't have to do much else. People will look at you and they'll go, well, what character is that? You're almost like trolling people with it.
2: Oh oh you haven't heard of this character. <laughs> Noob <laughs> Exactly. There you go. Get that elite to some points.
0: Yeah, just get like a just just get a just get a wig of like Super Saiyan hair and put it on. Like it probably costs you like twenty five bucks and then you can a cheap wig or a cheap wig and you stick it on.
2: There you go. Yeah, there you go. Finally though, the comfiest cosplay of all time, without question, guaranteed winner. Mm. The Bear Kigurumi from Serial mm-hmm. Experiments Lane. In <laughs> such a dark, depressing show for them to have just an outfit that calms my calms me so much. Ooh, oh, it's very nice. It's very nice. I want one. I want to be the bear. I want to be that comfortable in my life. And uh yeah. That's, Lane.
0: <laughs> what, a, what a depressing anime! was just a depressing anime? Is, wow.
1: <laughs> My number one was any of the girls from Late Back Camp. You just got to get a big comfy blanket, wrap yourself up. You're good to go. <laughs> there
0: you go. And uh, yes, yeah, that's very true. And um, for ease of use, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. If you don't want to put forth a damn bit of effort, just buy a costume on eBay. Just be one of those people. Google book, Google book, go buy like a Hidden Leaf Village Ninja costume for like $50 and just call it a damn day. You know, everyone will look at you and they'll say, look you know at this guy, he didn't want to do anything. He didn't want to put forth any effort at all. But man, that costume looks good. There you go. Just don't, but don't be that guy that goes into the cosplay, the cosplay contest with like the costume that you bought online. Because everybody knows you bought it. So It's one thing if you want to look like a ninja without putting in much effort. Another thing, if you want to try to win a prize for that, just don't do it. And that's it.
2: There you go. There's cosplay advice from <laughs> we the guy do. who's never cosplayed before. Yeah, let's do it.
1: All right. First of all, I want to say that I have a video of a ferret that's been running on just repeat for like the past like 10 minutes. And it's still giving me so much joy in life. <laughs> it's just bouncing along. <laughs> ferret Anyways, cosplay my- win. I do not have any rankings. I'm sorry. Mine was just you know what? I had, good. <laughs> I had some topics that I wrote down from like stuff that I just saw in the news, and one of them I noticed that two very pop or I want to I want to say very popular, but I'm also not like really well-versed with manwas, like um, Korean manga. But as far as I know, these two are probably two of the most popular ones that I know of. And uh, there are two Korean manwas, Noblesse and uh, Tower of God. They're getting anime adaptations from Japanese studios, which was really, I don't know, interesting for me because I could not think of, I could be wrong, but I couldn't think of any manwas that had received anime adaptations. And uh, so, yeah, I thought that was very interesting that Noblesse is being done by Telecom Animation and Tower of God is being uh, done by Production IG. And I don't know. I'm wondering if this will pave the way for more manwas to get uh, adaptations in the future. I don't know. I was like, the only other one that that I really love is their story. And I'm hoping that that gets an anime later on. But I don't know. Do you think that the, like there's a chance that we might get more Korean like mangas made into anime? Hmm.
2: I don't know, but I, know. I hope so. I hope I mean,
0: so. Why not, really? I
2: mean.
1: Yeah. Like, I know we get a lot... I've seen a lot of Japanese anime that have got live-action dramas in Korea. There's a lot of them. Like um, I know Absolute, Absolute Boyfriend did, and... Um, what was the other one that they did? I don't think they did, um, Tokyo Taddeva Girls. That one was Japanese. But there was another one that was, like, a, um, drama that they did. I just can't, I can't remember. But then there was also, like, um, Old oh Boy and oh, I don't know. so good. Yeah, there's a lot of them that get live actions. But this is the first time I've ever heard of a manhwa getting a Japanese anime. So, I don't know. I think that's interesting. Um... I also put down that something that I thought was really interesting, an article that I found, is that they are using an AI to write a Tezuka manga, which what? is wild to me. To write it? Yeah, because, um, you know, Tezuka's been, I, I don't know when he passed away, I think it's a long time ago, I think, I could be wrong, but... Um, I don't know. It just seems so insane to me that they wrote an AI program, and they put all of Tesca's previous works into it, and it created based off of those of the algorithm. They created a new manga based off of it, and of course, it needs it still needs like human intervention intervention to like clean it all up and to uh, ink yeah. it and stuff.
4: But it I don't and- know.
1: That was still fascinating to me, and it's called Pydon, huh. and. I don't know what do you think about that like i think i don't know it seems I, I weird to, to bring this. back
2: i need to read this it seems
1: weird to bring back like like a very well like tezuka is known as like the grandfather of manga he is, he created so much manga in his lifetime and it's i don't know it seems weird to like make a an ai program to write new tezuka manga i don't i don't I don't think this is like something that they're trying to like, like some new way of like doing some kind of kind, some kind of like ghost writing kind of manga, but I think it's um, just to test it out.
2: So, so hmm. it seems like the program, and maybe you clarify this, did not do the manga. It did the yeah, story, no, yeah. it did the writing, and then That's they why I said drew it still
1: needs human intervention to fix it up and to ink it.
2: Well, when you say "fix up" and "ink it," I I still think that it was written and drawn by the program, which mm. it wasn't. It it looks That's like
1: what I meant: it, human intervention to ink it.
2: Well, ink it. I guess I think of inking as different than drawing.
1: No, I meant drawing.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Thank <laughs> you for clarifying. I was like, no way. This thing also draw stuff with the
0: story.
4: Oh,
1: we and lost him.
0: Bye, Mason.
1: He's back. He, he, I'm back. I'm he alive.
0: comes and goes like the wind. He's never gone for long. Exactly. Well, I, I,
2: only when the Discord realizes that Mason is making a dumb point, let's uh, sh- stop this. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: moving Thank on. Thank you, Discord. I don't know. I'd like to read it. I mean, just to see, like, you know, b- wh- where we've come with with machines. You know, at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I, I have no That's... doubt. Like, you know, a lot of things are going to have to have human touch to it. But, like, you know. But I I would be concerned if we ever got to a point where the human touch wasn't needed. That would be yeah concerning. Because then it's like you could just mass produce stuff mm-hmm. and you know, and like they made know.
1: like more Satoshi Kone mangas and stuff. I don't know, that'd be wild.
0: Yeah, I'd be I I would be worried about like, yeah, I mean, hmm mm. mm. That's like, Yeah, it's
1: weird. Mm-hmm.
0: That's like when Mozart died and his like apprentices, you know, finished a couple of the works he'd been working on. Like, it's not
1: really Mozart, but you're using his in- using the info. I, I don't know.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm.
1: I don't know. It's weird. Like, I really want to read it. I just want to see what it looks like and try to figure out like how this program took all of these maybe characters from other manga and were like, I don't know, trying to like blend them together. I don't know. Be really interesting.
0: The chat burns Makoto Shinkai. Nothing changes when an AI makes a Makoto Shinkai script. Oh, God.
1: Oh, no? damn. Well, because well,
2: you can just, it's just controls C, control V. Control V. <laughs> yeah,
0: sort of. Poor Portion, Portion Shinkai. Okay. What else? They Mandy? put
1: out a new trailer for the new Rohan OVAs that are coming out, the two of them. They put out uh, one for the run, they put out one for the confessional. And. Man, they look so good. I'm so excited for them. I actually have that manga that Macy's showing off.
2: When when yeah, are we gonna but get I it? I can't
1: read Japanese, so <laughs> uh,
2: not been, yet. Well the problem is it's not that they announced a new OVA. They announced a new OVA
1: A year ago. Years
2: ago and they're just like, It's only two episodes. When are you going to give it to me, please? Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm really excited for them, but I watched the trailer and I was like, ooh, It's like so good. <laughs> i can't wait i'm still waiting and uh it says i think they had a date on there
2: look at how good that boy looks
1: rohan always looks good guys
2: (laughs) sorry visual content audio medium ignore
1: all you gotta know is rohan is an attractive boy but um yeah, I don't think they have a date out. I think it says here March 25th on DVD and Blu ray. So hopefully this month. I don't know how accurate that is, but hopefully. Yeah, I mean, that's all I really got. I also put that on my thing that, like, we 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 keep getting so many reports of all of these conventions, like, big conventions and events being canceled due to that uh, new COVID-19 virus. So I was wondering if, like, do you think that they're going to start doing that over here? Like, what are the chances you think convention, big conventions over here are going to be canceled?
0: Uh, I mean, I
1: don't...
2: I uh, are, are, are we going to enemy Boston in a month? That's what <laughs> T- time I got, will tell.
1: <laughs> I got flight insurance just because of that.
0: I don't know. I, yeah, they're canceling everything. Uh, like no, Comic-Con? Do you think this, that
1: Comic-Con would? Or?
2: Any excuse to get nerds to shower and wash their hands more often <laughs> like I'm itching to do right now is probably okay, so I, I don't know what... I'm sure it'll vary based on the con, but people wash your damn hands Uh, anything else or do we want to move to the news break so we have time for this review we
0: gotta gotta move because I cannot wait to talk about Dr. Stone
2: okay well then you know we'll have one more news break to tide you over before that and to go along with that we have a trivia question for you in Dr. Stone who is Sulfurina think about it we'll let you know
0: Hey guys, Mitsuki's back. One more time, bringing you your anime news. This time starting off with Manga Entertainment's Q2 2020 release schedule. For those of you that are big fans of DVDs out there, starting off with some March releases. Star Blazer, Battleship Yamato 2199 coming out on Blu-ray, Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 2 coming out in a, in a Blu-ray collection. Helsing Ultimate, Black Clover. That time I got reincarnated as a slime, all getting Blu-ray releases. In April, you're going to have Fire Force episodes 1 through 12 in Blu-ray. More Star Blazers Battleship Yamato at uh, 2202 Part 1 coming out, uh, parts 1 through 13 on Blu-ray. In April, you're going to have titles such as Wise Man's Grandchild, which was nominated in our Anime Oscars for some awards. And in May, you're going to have Black Clover, Fairy Tail, Boruto, and Radiant all getting Blu-ray releases. Next up, very exciting news for me personally. Joe Hisaishi had announced that he was putting on a concert where he would be personally conducting the event in Wembley Stadium over in London this fall. And if you are lucky enough to somehow find tickets to this event, you'll be able to watch it at the Wembley Arena to the event titled Joe Hisaishi, the Music of Studio Ghibli Live starting at 630 and the event is going to be on September 19th. Looks like most of the tickets sold out during the pre-sale. As I heard, the people were unable to buy tickets even two hours after they went on sale due to the actual release. But if you're able to find tickets somehow, um, maybe you'll find them on a resale market somewhere. Next up, the 24th Tezuka Cultural Awards nominees have been announced. This is a... Pretty uh, significant award that recognizes the manga that best follow the, the, in the traditions of Tezuka. Those going to Demon Slayer um, and Kodama, Kodama Maria, Bungaku Shusei, Aulna of the Emplacement, Spy X Family, Link No Lantern, The Blue Period, Sarissa of Noctilucent Cloud, and A Brief History of Robo-Sapiens. If you're a fan of manga, you might want to check out these titles as they seem to be getting some special recognition from the Tezuka Cultural Prize Awards. And lastly, coronavirus just continues to scare everybody, and it looks like the coronavirus has now caused the cancellation of the Anime Japan 2020 event due to... You know, health concerns. The event is offering refunds to people who bought tickets previously, and this was going to be an event that was going to happen from March 21st to the 24th at Tokyo Big Sight, and uh, concerns over the disease have led to the cancellation of numerous events, which we've talked about in prior news breaks, have affected things such as the Nippon Bashi Street Festival cosplay event, um, various other anime events, including Sony Interactive Entertainment, Bushi Road, Square Enix. And all kinds of other companies have been canceling all sorts of events due to the coronavirus. And I think now the latest concern is that they will be canceling, possibly canceling, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Which makes me real happy that I never bought any tickets to any of the Olympic events because that would be awful. This was Mitsugi, and this was your Anime News Break. And now, getting back to the podcast right now. addicts podcasting is hard it takes a lot of work dedication time and money to keep the show running the way we want for all of you wacky anime addicts out there
2: but even more than all this it helps to have support from you the listeners so we feel the love but also so we can keep the lights on if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to support the show
0: you can head over to aaapodcast.com
2: slash join or patreon to throw us a couple of dollars
1: A little bit goes a long way, and we'll reward you with our extra content. Eight additional episodes of After Parties, Hobby Addicts, and of course, Hentai episodes per month.
2: With all this money, we can buy me a pizza.
1: We can make sure Manny never runs out of manga.
0: I can finally buy that pompadour I've always wanted. And I can dig the anime pit of hell just a little bit deeper. Help us stay in business, and we'll help your ear holes with tons of extra content to enjoy. Head over to aapodcast.com slash join now to support the podcast. And thank you. Hey guys, we're back to the podcast. Intro trivia question here for you. And Dr. Stone, who is Sulfurina? I actually (laughs) took this off the Dr. Stone wiki. Sulfurina is the name of the embodiment of the emerald green spring, a hot spring that emits a deadly poisonous gas consisting of hydrogen sulfide and sulfur dioxide. Bonus points if you do the chemical compounds. Well,
2: before we get into our review, we have a review of our own given to us in the iTunes five-star review. It's
3: time for iTunes review.
2: This one is an absolute work of art. We always say every week, you know, give us reviews. We appreciate them. We'll read them on air. Just, you know, help. It appreciates us. And uh, it makes us feel good. And you guys write in with these really long paragraphs and sentences talking about uh, why you enjoy it. And it really makes me feel happy. But sometimes simple is the way to go. So this is a five-star review uh, entitled Meow, written by that. uh, And all they write is, uh, Meow, you did ask for this on episode 501 it's that easy people you too can be a hero like meow and uh contribute to our success with uh, a simple review like that so if you go to itunes we will read just about anything if uh just about anything so yeah thank you very much meow and uh your spirit lives on in a very fitting (laughs)
0: name for this episode and with that yep Ohio, Sakai. Good morning, world. All right, I'm so excited. Who passed? Oh, I guess passed by Enzo in episode 483. Well, Enzo's here. I got not you. Here.
2: I'm answering your question before you even asked it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Enzo. I wonder what Enzo would have Rip. thought of. Would have thought of uh, Doctor Stone. But anyway, Doctor Stone is a show in anime from the summer of 2019. One day, a green light shines across the earth, turning every human being into stone. And 3,700 years later, Senku, a child prodigy and scientific genius, awakens after reviving several friends from his prior life. He puts his knowledge of science to good use and begins to rebuild human civilization in the image of science. And I wrote that one. So, um, Studio TMS Entertainment and the director is Shinya E. Noel who I looked and he didn't really hasn't really directed anything else. So, um, <clears throat> As I said, it's a shonen show. Guys, what did you know about... Doctor Stone. Prior to getting into the uh, the meat and potatoes of it, and and what did you expect?
1: You can go first.
2: I will go first. Uh, yeah. So I knew Doctor Stone was a big thing. I uh, I'm not usually a big Shonen guy, but I did read Volume One of the manga, and you know I have a special spot on my heart because I actually got it signed by the creators you can say it says uh to mason Boychi. from uh inagaki Richiro and uh boichi so you know i kind of already had a soft spot for the series going into it i liked the conceit of the thing and i went in to watching it and you might have heard me on multiple episodes kind of poo-pooing the first couple episodes i was not really feeling it um and i you know i heard people talking about how good it was and i was like ah I'm not really jiving with it so far, and that's kind of how I started with the anime. And as far as where I went with it, we'll get mm. to that later.
0: Ooh. Mandy?
2: Ooh.
1: Mine was exactly like Mason. I did the manga for Manga Minute, and I wasn't too hot on it at <laughs> the beginning. I was like, hmm, I don't know. I, I, And I went into the anime with that same kind of, uh, basically, impression of it, like Mason did.
2: Did we just become best friends?
1: <laughs> Maybe
4: maybe (laughs) do you you want to go do karate in the garage
0: (laughs) Um, for me I didn't know anything about Dr. Stone at all going into it nothing absolutely nothing I knew it was a shonen show I guess I expected it would have lots of fighting in it because lots of most shonen do I suppose Um, and uh, I didn't really know what was meant by Dr. Stone who is it what is it you know I'm still not sure I know (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I went in blind, so completely, so moving on from that, guys, w- I guess we'll start with Mason again, Mason, would you recommend Doctor. Stone now that you've seen it? I
2: would I think this show is an unbelievably easy watch, like if you love montages and people just constantly marching forwards, this was probably. In recent memory, one of the easiest just turn it on and just the episode count just flies up. It just was really easy to go from episode to episode and it flowed really well. It kept its momentum. Um, it's like I think the uh, uh, geez, Mitz will talk about it's not a typical shonen, and it was kind of a refreshing take on it. And uh, I think it's worth giving a shot. It's probably. It probably needs four episodes for you to really feel like, is it your cup of tea or not? It felt like it took a little bit of stewing. It gives the premise right up front, but it takes a while before it hits its stride. So I'd say a four or five episode test, but I'd recommend giving it a shot because it is a big name one and people will talk about it and it will have more content. So give it a shot. It won't
0: hurt. Yeah, I think I think another season was already announced. So yeah, season
2: Season two and the movie, question mark?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure when that's coming, but I I kind of guessed summer because the last one came out in the summer, but I, I don't really know. Mandy, what do you think?
1: Um... Yeah, I think I'm about the exact same as Mason. Again, that um, I it is definitely one of the biggest shonen that are, are recent shonen, and it is very different than all of the other ones that I've seen. Um, it approaches like I don't know. It's weird because it still has some of those shonen tropes in it, but it's trying to tackle them from the viewpoint of like like science that is grounded. Reality, like, and I don't know. It's um, it was interesting. I think there's a few arcs in there that lost me. I, maybe they just didn't land well with me, but I definitely see why they're so big among a lot of the shonen fans. So, um, if you like shonen and you want something that's different, I definitely recommend checking it out.
0: And as for me, um, uh, as Mason said, Doctor Stone is an amazingly easy watch. It's all, the only the only time I felt sad or disappointed during Dr. Stone was when it was over to be honest. I just I just didn't I don't think I never wanted it to end. I just wanted it to go on forever. Um I enjoyed watching this so much. It was so much fun. So easy to watch, so just just bingeable. Um just unexpected. Like I don't know if I've ever seen an, an anime like this before and and just, I don't know, I mean, it was just great. Like, I, I I recommend it for pretty much any audience. I think that if you... It really picks up once they get to, like, the Science Village, and that's, like, that's about the point where... It, and that's, like, episode five or six. So, you got to give it the five or six episodes, and then if you don't like it by then, maybe you say bye-bye, but hopefully that won't happen. So, yeah, I recommend it. I think it's a ton of fun. it was It was... A ton of fun and and a a pop culture place and time, I guess I would say. So you'll be able to be part of the conversation, you know, as it grows in popularity, if it grows in popularity. So, Anything else you guys want to say before we just spoil it all?
2: Mm, No, I think I'm ready to go.
3: Okay. Spoilers are coming. Oh, my God. All
0: right. So Dr. Stone. So like I said, the science village is where I thought that this anime really picked up its feet and started becoming a lot of fun. And and they've put so much off until like later seasons in this anime. Um, I, I'm not really sure. It, and it's like one of the few times where I'm watching a show and I don't feel like I know specifically where it's going to be, where it's going to go. You know, if, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, Um, some of the, some of the stuff I've watched, you know, there's a lot, it's always full of tournaments and it's, you know, I just, you just kind of know where these shonen shows are going half the time. But Dr. Stone, it's like the, the plot line is such that they're just pretty content, just having fun, rebuilding civilization, albeit with a lot of uh, suspension or disbelief. But then like, I'm not, I don't know where season two is going to go. Are they going to have like a giant battle? Are they going to, shake hands and make science together like what the hell is gonna happen i don't know i love it i love that the story is not at least i don't feel like it's very predictable but um i don't know and i feel like this is like an anime it's like an anime about legos (laughs) in a strange way legos well because like so many times during the show they'll like They'll have like a map, a huge map of like all the all of the raw materials that are required to like make something that you, honestly they would never be able to make in reality, but they do it anyway. And you almost want to just pause the screen and look at all the stuff. Like, you know, a big spoiler. I mean, it doesn't really freaking matter. At the end of the show, they're trying to make a cell phone, you know, and it's like they they pause the screen and there's like 500 million whatever things that go into making this cell phone, and they have and they'll like show like the map that has kind of like the blueprint of how to make a cell phone. And it's like, oh, well, you need to have coal. You need to have iron. You need to have sulfur. You need to have tungsten. You need to have all this crap. And I almost just want to pause it and look at it and be like, wow, like there's my Lego directions. Like I'm going to do Legos because it's
2: mm. literally building blocks for yeah. how to do science. That
1: <laughs> that is one thing I did think was really cool is how they kept making, he kept making inventions and people were like, like, you know, people would, don't know all like have all the knowledge knowledge that he does they're like why are we making a cotton candy machine but then you do see like how it adds how it builds up to how it like snowballs into everything else that he's making I thought those were kind of cool
0: Yeah, I actually forgot about the cotton candy machine (laughs) (laughs) and then seeing all their reactions when they eat ramen you know Uh, can,
2: can I just give a personal shout out to the character who asked what's better ramen or a harem and he chooses <laughs> the ramen.
1: My mm-hmm. yeah. man. My man. My man.
0: That's, that's probably true. Was that the. Um, well, I can't remember his name. He's the guy that has the black and white hair. Uh, oh, again?
1: As- I th- Asagiri? I, th- I think it's Asagiri. Gen. Asagiri?
0: Again, yeah, Asagiri? Again, Asagiri. <laughs> yeah, you guys both nailed it. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> Was it the. Yeah, I liked him way more than I was
2: expecting. But, yeah uh, I
1: liked him too he just he just wants a soda so bad
2: I liked again more than I was expecting uh, Mandy and I talked about this earlier uh, I think Jinro and I'm, I'll let you go back to driving the bus in a bit it's, uh, Jinro one, oh, the smaller of the two guards uh, was a more annoying character than, than Zenitsu from Demon Slayer thoughts
1: yeah I agree <laughs> he was
2: so, oh, he was so insufferable. <laughs> they were both bad, but <laughs> G- G- Ginro's way worse. Yeah,
0: Ginro. Yeah, I always yeah. get them mixed up. I keep forgetting which if, if Gin or Keen is silver or gold, and I get I always get them mixed up. So their names are yeah. infuriatingly well, difficult. Uh,
2: Ma- Mandy knows because <laughs> of Gintama. but uh, yeah, I think that's how it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, it took me a second. <laughs>
0: Yeah, now yeah. I was doubting it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: This show um, is,
0: yeah. Oh. Go ahead, Mandy.
1: You can go ahead. You can go ahead.
0: This show is so different than other Shonen shows. Like, I put on My Hero Academia, and it's just, and and, it, and My Hero Academia is a beloved show, and it's fun, but it's a Shonen show. It's a bunch of, it's a, it's superheroes and fighting, and and in the first like ten episodes or whatever, there's a tournament, and there's a test, and there's a school, and it's just, it's a Shonen show. Naruto, a lot of the same stuff you know I've already had this conversation before. Doctor Stone is none of that. It does have a tournament, but it's like an episode it's like an episode long and this show is more about like oh man, it's just it's about like deeper down I think it's about like r- human society and what is it's almost like you know you know do you guys play the game Shiigami Tensei Nocturne mm-hmm where the world gets destroyed and then, you're, and then your character kind of decides how you want the world to be recreated and you side with like a demon and their ideology. Well, this anime, Deep Down, it's about like the world, will, the world will be rebuilt and different people have different visions as to what makes a good society and what is the best way to recreate the world because they think, oh, well, we have a great opportunity to, to, to alter the, the, the course of human, of human existence or whatever. But, uh, but on the surface, it's just it's just a ton of fun. You know, it's, it's not about fighting. It's about just the wonder of watching what you can create. And watching Senku, who's a great character, by the way, just his excitement about the moment when, when they're able to recreate electricity. And he's talking about how um, when the light bulb was created, it just redefined the human civilization forever. And you have all of these sort of superhuman uh, acts of, uh, whatever that you want to call it, it's not superhuman strength, it's not superhuman speed, but it's like he's superhumanly smart. And just watching him recreate society, and watching the amazement and the excitement of all the people that are in the village, is just really like joyous to watch. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Like, but watching them, and by the way, the old man who like makes all the glass and shit, he is. <laughs> He is just uh, you mean, hilarious. You mean Mitsugi? <laughs> Mitsugi self-insert character. I wish, like that guy is like Armacho. You
1: know, he's just hilarious yeah.
0: to watch. I mean, he, he, you know, he'll be like dead exhausted, and then the thought of like making a vacuum tube or whatever, he just gets up and he just turns into like Master Roshi, Ripman Nine Thousand. <laughs> but this show is like he was the best me. character. He he was great. <laughs> it's Shonen, but it does all the things that you. It doesn't do anything you expect from Shonen. At least, not many of the tropes I feel like aren't captured in this anime. This anime is just more about, you know, I want to screenboard
2: off that when you're kind of like they're reinventing human civilization. It kind of also like helps you like appreciate when you you know finish watching the episode on your computer slash laptop in your air conditioned room and like go downstairs to get food (laughs) in your refrigerated (laughs) unit. Like it helps just remind you that so much of what we've accomplished as a you know civilization is built on the backs of others and how good we three and other like have it and that's always something that you know not a lot of shows give and it's something i've been watching my hero academia season four i've been watching spoilers next week we have our fire force review like no surprise i'm not a shonen guy but watching a lot of these in close proximity to one another, it's very interesting, kind of a... I mean, Demon Slayer was a couple months back, but, you know, 2019, 2020 in like, how do they stack up? And it's... This definitely feels the most different of them.
1: Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm alone in this, but I felt like the village arc was my least favorite part. <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, in the beginning, I... I really love the backgrounds. They had some really fantastic backgrounds and the art was really nice in the beginning. I don't know, when, it, when we got to the village arc, I felt like we got less of the really like interesting looking environments and I don't know. And then I was sad because Taiju just disappeared through that whole arc and we, they just got used to Yo back. I was like, I don't know. I. So it was weird for me.
2: I guess my response would be, I don't disagree. I we went to the the Village arc and my first thought was, oh, we're going to have to deal with a bunch of dumb primitives for many episodes. And honestly, like they weren't as like dumb Neanderthalic people as I was expecting. And I thought that that played well. I agree that it got kind of stale with its location. Yeah. Um I didn't mind Taiju leaving. I think the show but I think that was just because the show in my mind improved after he left so i agree that the arcs were weaker in the village but it had by far my individual like favorite moments of the show for example when he approaches the guards and fights them off with bubbles i thought that was genius (laughs) i thought the like probably my favorite moment by far of the entire show was where he manufactures glasses for uh, suika the watermelon girl and Mm -hmm. she like she has blurry vision and so he gives gives her glasses and we see them like come over like from her point of view and everything snaps and becomes clear and then all of a sudden it starts getting blurry again because she's starting to cry from like the vision oh, she's yeah. just been granted and like to go blurry, clear, then back to blurry and then you realize, oh no, it's just because she's being so emotional. That was like ooh, ooh, that's a nice moment. Ooh. And it was something that was like nice that happened within that arc, but the overall arc like especially the tournament arc I was not very invested in and it was... Yeah,
1: I could not get through that tournament arc. <laughs> it was really hard watch for me.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> I'm sure we'll touch on the problematic parts of it later but um... A little bit before, I wanted to say. Obviously, I've seen October Sky a billion times. The space montage scene earlier—that was great. Um, my <laughs> biggest problem with the early episodes is there's a scene where Senku is like in a car with his father, and they're driving. And Senku is has to be at least seven to ten years old by now, but he's still in like a toddler's booster seat, and that <laughs> still bugs me to this day. Like I can't, I can't get that image out of my mind. Like he's a grown a grown child talking about like formulas and stuff and he's yeah. in the booster seat and I was like come on that dude
1: come on man <laughs> maybe it's also I don't I don't like Sukasa. I don't know I okay the weird thing I think why it bothered me in the very beginning of the series and I, I, I got used to it over a while but at the very beginning I felt weird because it was like trying to balance out real world science with like I don't know, like shonen superhero people. <laughs> I was like, Sukasa is a, a what was it like the ultimate pr- high school primate? The ultimate
2: primate, yeah. And he
1: punches people, and, like punches lions and kills them. I was like, come on,
2: punches grown lions multiple feet backwards into a tree, snapping it. <laughs> and some that like that was f- so much more unbelievable than like the, the hardcore me. practicality of Senku. That it was just like, yeah, yeah. It was so inessential Zenku. to telling the story.
1: Yeah, Senko, I kind of accepted. I was like, I get it. He's like, like his superpower is how intelligent he is. Obviously, these things that he's making for a normal person would take many, 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 many tries. He just kind of gets them like in the first couple tries. I was like, I get it. I, but yeah, Sukasa, I, I, he was the big problem for me. I was like, he's well, too I, unbelievable.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think it's, uh, I think it's the ultimate strength versus the ultimate brain right and, and, and i understand
2: what, that that's you know, the the conflict they're going mm-hmm, for i mm-hmm, do technically yeah. want to say i do feel like senku at least at the beginning when he was trying to find the solution did go through like half a year of figuring out like it was nitric acid but i'm just saying when your conceit of people are magically frozen in time for 4000 years and coronavirus bat droppings is what saves them when that's more like less or when that's less of a stretch than your antagonist being so OP physically. Yeah. I don't know. Like they could have just reeled in it in a bit and it maybe it'll work out better when we really get the conflict in future seasons. But so I, I don't know. It's just.
0: Yeah. I see your point. I think that for me that for me, I think I liked, well, I liked all, I liked all of the show. The only thought, um, the, the, the village arc I really enjoyed because it introduced a lot of, the, a lot of characters that I enjoyed a lot. For example, Chrome is one of my favorite characters in the show, and his just enthusiasm and childlike wonder at everything is just totally infectious. And so that's when you get Chrome, right? And pretty much all the characters, for the most part. the 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 part the part of the show that is perplexing to me, where I was we we kept wondering like where where did Yuzuriha and the other guy go? Like they just vanish from, this, from the yeah. show. That's my only, honestly, honestly, God, this is, like my, this is like my only criticism of this anime is that I don't understand, you know, you've got these these two people that are clearly very close friends. I mean, they have multiple flashbacks of, what the hell is the guy's name? The boy who disappears? He's like, he likes... Taiju? Like, Taiju? Taiju. So it was like Taiju and, and Senku. See, I can't even remember his name because he just vanishes from the anime. <laughs> Taiju, yeah. Taiju and Senku are like, they're like like best bros, right? And they have all these flashbacks to show that to you. And then he goes to, and then Senku finds the village, and then you don't hear about Taiju or Yuzuriha anymore at all. And well,
2: they went to Sukasa's village.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't even look for them. He doesn't. You don't mention. It's like it's not like oh, I have these friends, or oh, I should go look for them, and they're not even very far. I mean, he walked like what three minutes and got to this village. Well, it's Like go he get them. They're to the, there. But why he doesn't not, need to look for him. But why not bring them he, to the village?
1: Why would Tsukasa take them in, knowing that they're friends with Senku? I'm confused about that. Uh,
0: I, I assumed they—I thought they were like prisoners or something because no. They ask. just
1: went and joined him. They're like Senku's like, be my inside agent to go and join his his village. And I was like, why would he just I, accept them?
2: I mean, they're good labor, and
1: I guess is that I what know. happened? Did Senku I think send that would them be to be very suspicious? Yeah, it,
2: it was intended because from Tsukasa's perspective. Taiju was killed. Senku so, was killed. Or, yeah, sorry. Senku was killed, so Taiju has nowhere else to go, and it's like this is all like this is their only option if they want to survive in a society. Whatever okay. a society of brutes is. It I can understand why it was a very like why couldn't they just stick together, but
0: Okay, maybe I missed that. So, so, or, so maybe I missed it. Senku sent them to be like, uh, to be spies. Is that what? Yeah. I said? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just, just no, to I'm gather missing.
2: intel and just learn about the workings and how many forces okay. and stuff they had.
1: And also to give off the illusion that Senku's still dead. Cause okay, if
0: that makes sense. Taiju's
1: not with him. Then I think the idea is that Tsukasa is supposed to assume that he's dead. But I mean, Tsukasa knew that Taiju also knew Senku's like, um, nitric acid trick to revive people, right? I don't know to yeah. me it felt weird I was like why would he just take a <laughs> like where yeah, did that come from I don't know he
2: he told him when Tsukasa was holding Yuzuriha like hostage or whatever to save her
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then that's when they left when he's like oh I might not see you for like six months or a year and they did that whole like salute with the flag of science or whatever it was
4: mm-hmm.
2: so that's the backstory of that but um
0: so I mean as far as the characters go um I already talked about a few of them. The, the blacksmith guy is really just hilarious. Um, love him a lot. Blacksmith,
2: He's, Chrome, Kinro, those were all good boys.
0: Ginro, uh, yeah, I mean, Ginro, Kinro, like, you know, everybody has, like, a very distinct personality in the show. I mean, the, you know, Kohaku's, like, the tomboy, and, you know, Ginro and Kinro are both guards, but they both have their own distinct personalities. And there's, like, Suika, the cute little girl. And there's, um, what's the big strong guy's name who's kind of a, a dick till the Ma- end? Magma. Magma. Magma has his own sort of deal going on, his own personality. The characters are very, like, they're very, they're very individualistic and memorable, in my opinion. So, and, you know, like them or hate them. Sukasa is the least likable character, but I don't know that we're really supposed to like him because he's kind of a, he's the villain, right? But... Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I, there are still villains that I like, like even if they're horrible people. Ahsoka, but again, okay. not again. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just felt like he's too unbelievable, and it's like this sight. I don't know.
2: Just, just fun fact: uh, Suika, the watermelon girl. Suika is literally just Japanese for watermelon. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And Kohaku is gorilla. It really isn't, but um, that was just a joke. Oh, I never Gen knew is that. Gen was
1: my favorite. I like Gen a lot
2: yeah again i thought it was going to be like way smarmier and like double crossing mm-hmm. and just like be a hassle for them and you guys know i can't say in characters who just like impede others and get in the way and just like but no he was good he was smart he instantly like assessed situations and he was clever and i was expecting to not like him and he was a joy to watch
1: yeah he was my favorite Okay. And I'm happy now that he's like part of the main cast and didn't just like wander away after.
2: He wasn't a one-time thing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think Gen is Gen is a smart guy, and I think he re, I think he's kind of placed his bets, you know, at this point, and he recognizes that you know they're able to recreate all these things that are going to give uh, Senku a huge edge in the battle to come or whatever. And and and, and besides, like you know, Sukasa's living in like caves, and you know they have like crappy food, and and I think Gen even pointed that out, and it's like. Here's uh, here's Senku making electricity, and they're eating like literally eating cotton candy and shit. Like why, like <laughs> you know, um, why would like he he made his choice? You know, he 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 put his bets on the roulette on the roulette board. So, and he he chose smartness. And and he won. Comfy. And
2: he won his cola. And he cap-
0: got his
1: cola as, as Captain
2: Avatar in the chat. it <laughs> yeah. Reminds me. Oh. He won big cash. Everyone, out.
1: send your colas again, please. <laughs>
4: so
0: mm-hmm. um, let's see here what else so the art and animation do you want to move on to the next section here
2: um, yeah I think so
0: um, the art animation I think it's I think the character designs are really interesting Senku looks really distinct as a character the hair the lines on the face and first, I was at first I didn't really like his hair, and then it kind of grew on me. At first, I thought he, thought he looked like a leek, like a giant leek.
1: I was gonna say the same thing.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and I would not I was like, I, he
1: reminds me like an onion.
0: Yeah, he's like an onion. Like, I mean, he just looks like a green onion. And there's no yeah. way, there's no way to get around it. And I'm not wouldn't be surprised at all if the artist was like, oh yeah, totally. That's what I was going for. But um,
1: what is now? <laughs> the,
0: the thing that gets me is like some is that the uh, the the female characters designs look very the modeling is bizarre um
1: aliens they're all alien it's bizarre uh, they're not like
2: they're just wide they're not like hitamari sketch wide but they just look odd and it's the same way in the manga like Mm -hmm. they just look like they were drawn with a different intent and i think we'll touch on this later and honestly the, the manga has a very distinct art style and the anime did a very good job of capturing that i thought um it didn't animate well but it didn't have to it just really had to hit the punchy it's very much a moving manga esque look to it and it worked with that but
0: but the modeling I just can't. the modeling though i mean they do have their eyes are way really wide apart and it looks strange but there are scenes where they don't look so odd like it's almost like they couldn't decide how far apart they wanted their eyes to be and they just change like on the regular
1: yeah, you know? that was another thing that I was thinking about. Why, I don't know, towards the village arc, it started losing me because in the very beginning, I was like, this looks really solid. Then, I don't know, it seems like the farther you got into the village arc, the <laughs> care off models started becoming. I don't know.
2: The farther you get into the village arc, the farther apart the their eyes make.
1: Start-
2: <laughs> 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 but it was, I, maybe it was just me, but I didn't see it with the guys. Like, no. I thought no, yeah, it was maybe, really maybe. just the females that just it were was. a different species. It was just the and Mm -hmm. It was just odd. Um, I also couldn't understand why they wore the shoes that they did, like the villagers, but that's a different story. But it wasn't just like the girls, like the eyes, like just they were always drawn with these weird poses with these. I know it's shown in, but these outfits that were just so different Mm -hmm. than what I it just felt wrong watching and especially in Tsukasa where they had like literal like stables of women just like for implied they're there for their bodies, for these strong men to be around. Like it was just not a good look. And that, I, I'm i probably spoiling some points, but like this whole, Hey, we're going to have a tournament it's arc. What's what's, well, I'm, I guess I'm stealing points from you, but what's <sighs> the prize for winning the tournament? Uh, the bride, like, it's just, I, don't know. Yeah. Well, I know. Well,
0: I mean, I can't really, I can't really defend having girls in cages, uh, you know, because it's obvious. But they are, they are like cavemen, you know. So, in, in regards to like the the tournament, I mean, it is like, a, Ag- it is like agreed. their tribal tradition. So at least, at least she's not in a cage, and most of the most of that section of the show is about trying to save her. So true, I mean,
2: and I, you could definitely make that historical point to it. But I think, had they paired. Um, Senku's scientific advancement with the cultural advancement of hey, let's make progress and treat people mm-hmm. more evenly. That would have been of like, hey, you no, know, as much as we're succeeding in this road, we're also succeeding in being good people. Uh, that would have been perhaps a little more beneficial. But even in the manga, there's just this is how they're drawn, this is how they look, and usually, Hara gets way more they just spent you can tell Boichi just spent more time on those models and it's like no, can you blame an anime for adapting a manga that well i say yes i think it was just a bad look and i didn't like it then i don't like it now it's just it's just not my aesthetic it's a little distasteful in my mind and it soured my enjoyment
0: well, i can't really defend all of these things but but going back to the tournament you know at that point in the anime Senku was still an outsider and was definitely picking his battles of even trying to like win these people over so Absolutely. it might have been a little much to be like i am now your leader and now i am going to change all of your you know cuz culture is culture is a difficult thing to change in reality and so like you know maybe it's a bit of battle picking you know where it's like you know we can't we can't change and everything about them at the same time but you know i i can't I can't, uh, you know, I'm not going to try to defend everything that you've mentioned, but that one point, I might, you know, cast my dice on that one, but but I see your point.
2: I can understand all sides. I just didn't play to my liking, and that was my point.
0: How about the music?
1: I think it would, oh, never mind.
0: No, no, go (laughs) ahead.
1: Oh, no, it wasn't important. I was just going to say, I, I think Mason actually already said it, that it would have hit, it would have sat a lot better if they addressed it vocally. I don't know. But I, do, I, under, I understand what Mason's saying. Like, I was saying, address it vocally. Like, if, if Senku, after he became leader, was like, hey, guys, why don't we get rid of this patriarchal society? <laughs> or, like, you know, system. I don't know.
2: And who knows? Season two, they've got time to do it but yeah mm-hmm. i think it stems from a deeper i'm not going to say the word a deeper <laughs> design a deeper design choice that they had put in from day zero of the manga that kept on going but uh i i didn't listen to the soundtrack a whole lot i wasn't
1: i love music is really good
2: i wasn't blown away by it oh really um yeah. i i thought the i thought fine.
1: i
0: asp- specifically thought the second ending theme was awesome it's uh you know the the opening and ending theme songs i thought were really good you know um and it's been a while since i since i actually like took the time to pull up a like anime theme song that i'd recently listened to in the car i'm more likely to like type in 1990s anime opening playlist and just like let youtube roll through like a hundred songs but like it's been a while since i specifically typed in the song like like Doctor Stone ending two and put it on in the shower, you know, and that happened a few times. Um, so I don't know something about. That I guess song, I should kind of very catchy for me, but um, I honestly I can't even recall the music from in, from the from in the show itself. <laughs> so um,
2: I, I was gonna say I, I I should be honest I this was such an easy watch that I marathon this and I didn't watch a single opening or ending. So oh, I was only talking about oh, the oh, soundtrack out, to the I main think. stuff. I, well, I didn't want to be spoiled to like what they would create. Because I figured first... they would show like flashes of like the stuff that he was making.
1: Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I understand. No, oh, I thought the first op was really good. I can't remember what the second op was though. I think I don't think that one didn't hit me nearly as much because now I can't even remember what it sounded it, like. It's the
0: one where he does the rocky pose at the end, where he kind of punches up into the air. But that's...
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, but no, I thought the music overall in E series is pretty good. Um. I don't know who did it though. I don't. I don't remember who the music composer One was. One was
0: by Pelican Fan Club, and the ending. Oh, yeah, theme- that was the OP. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the ending theme that I like is by just a, by a, a single guy. I can't remember his name. And Who's maybe real, that's just because
2: I, I should have gone back and watched the OPs and EDs. But uh, like the main soundtrack to the show, I guess when compared to Fire Force and My Hero Academia, I thought spoilers that this was the weakest of the trio but uh we'll get to that next week
1: um, tatsuya kato is the music composer kato,
0: kato, kato. you guys want to make any uh, any final he comments did
1: free. he did the music in free <laughs> that's my final uh, comment <laughs>
4: yeah
2: that's your final comment I, or, or yeah. <laughs> no i have no more final comments i'm ready to score
1: yeah mandy
0: I'm
1: nope i'm good i was just looking at all the other stuff that he's done
0: well you've been going first Mason the whole time so why don't you go ahead? I will yeah I'll go first
2: um end of the day this show succeeded um it it had a lot of momentum it was an easy watch I've said it a thousand times it had enough touching moments that it gave me a little more depth it could have been way more shallow with hey this episode we're making this next episode we're making this like it gave a little more personality to people that I liked um it avoided some pitfalls that could have hit my that could have hurt my enjoyment. Um, I wouldn't put it on my personal top ten of the year, but I felt like it it failed more just to match what I was looking for in a show than it like failed what it was going for. I feel like it hit its targets. I just didn't care about those targets as much. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm not disappointed where it ended. Like it ended, you know, right before a big climax, but. I felt like we still got the closure that we needed and it gave me hype. And I will definitely check out the confirmed season two. When that comes out, I'll give it a shot. Um, At the end of the day, uh, imparting the goodwill that I have on the creators for complimenting my t-shirt when they signed my manga, (laughs) um, factoring that into account, I'm going to give this a very strong three out of five. This was a refreshing addition to Shonen And I think is good to have, and it had a lot of good messages. There was just enough single point of problematic moments that I just wouldn't, I can't like throw my full weight behind. So three, I didn't think of a clever. What's the whatever the third number on the periodic table is out of five? (laughs) Let me look it up. It's uh, not nitrogen it's
1: not nitric acid (laughs) (laughs) it is oh man Man, come on
2: if i was smart if i knew chemistry i'm a physics boy that's why i didn't like this show i'm all about physics and heat transfer i don't know my chemistry that well
0: wow man he looks that up i'll I'll, I'll go ahead and give mine (laughs) um so for me so my girlfriend and i watched this and lithium lithium hell yeah never would have guessed that
2: lithium (laughs) oh wait wait a second Go ahead.
0: We both watched this with together, um, mostly in binge format and well, chunky binge, like maybe like five, you know, over the course of a couple of weeks. And um, shockingly, we both enjoy this more than Vinland Saga. I don't, I don't know if I'd say it was like a better written show or whatever, but as far as just like the sheer enjoyment level, I think we both we both enjoyed this one a little more. Um, and the show is just it was just entertaining from start to finish. We didn't even talk about the section where they go to like. The sulfuric acid lake and have to put on like makeshift gas masks and i mean Mm -hmm. gosh like this this show just hit me in a hit me in a spot that i haven't been hidden in a while and um it's like (laughs) watching fire force back to back with this was almost like a joke like it's just like they're like they're ocean they're they're an ocean apart and in terms of at least the enjoyment level for me and I don't know. I just loved every single episode. The theme songs were good, the the characters were great, and and it ended just it ended just in like that cliffhanger spot where I just can't freaking wait to see what's going to happen next. And and unlike a lot of other Shonen shows, I don't I can't honestly say I know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to move from where it is at the moment. I can make guesses, but you know I'd be just doing just that. Um, Doctor Stone was awesome um i'm giving it um
1: mm, i'm going to give it You gave uh, villain saga 5
0: yeah i'm giving it 5 turns of the of the water wheel five levels five <sighs> levels up of of hydroelectric power out of 5 because they went from like 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 hand churning like cranks to like you know to all the way to having like you know pistons that were turned by the water wheel so i'm giving it five levels of hydroelectric out of 5
2: the first ever Boron out of Boron review in the history of the AAA podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> that's uh,
2: that's that's Atomic number five.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Not Mandy. to be
2: confused with the Mambo number five. Oh, geez.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> You're welcome. I didn't see
2: that coming. <laughs> I that stuck in your head.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mason. I think I'm exactly where Mason is. I just, I don't know. I I enjoy parts of it. I think the village arc started to lose me. And I don't know if they're Tsukia or Tsukasa. I don't, I don't know why I was, I do mind. I was, I was trying, I almost said the, um, what was her name in Attack on Titans? Is it Tsukasa? Uh,
2: Mikasa.
0: Mikasa. Mikasa.
1: Mikasa Tsukasa, su- mi look. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Mason like that one. Shit. Oh, Mikasa Tsukasa.
2: Dude, you just got back from Mexico. You gotta <laughs> love that. That was topical. Oh, oh, oh my goodness.
1: Tsukasa didn't sit well with me, but overall, I thought it was enjoyable. Um, I... I really I liked the art style at the beginning but I felt like it started to get a bit wonky later on again like Mason said pretty much all of my points are exactly what Mason said because <laughs> that's we kind of hit the same I don't know we were on the exact same level on this one so I'd give it um a solid uh lithium out of lithium no lithium out of boron lithium out of boron Cokes for Gen. please give him people
2: are giving sorry go ahead People are just going to be like, oh, uh, you guys don't know chemistry, that's why you didn't like the show. And you're not wrong, but that...
0: (laughs) I don't know a damn thing about chemistry, but uh, I I still liked it, so that theory's out.
2: Mandy, what did our our listeners think?
1: Oh, yeah. So, our listener score, uh, 28.1% gave it a 5, 56.3% gave it a 4, 12.5% gave it a 3, and just 3.1% gave it a 1, so the average was a (laughs) 4. But we had loads of comments More than we usually get Like whenever we do Shonen We get a big turnout for uh, Listener score and comments
0: Well it is Shonen You want to read a few of them?
1: Uh, Sure I'm, I'm skipping over the anonymous ones A lot of people put in anonymous ones That's fine I put them on the list But if you would like us to read yours Please put in your name but uh, Amphi75 says this show has become one of my favorites. I fell in love with the characters, especially Sanku and Chrome. As a good science or food scientist, I was especially excited about the ramen episode. I hope this show inspires many to get excited about the power of science.
2: Kaiman Parker writes, Definitely a unique take on the typical shonen genre. It was nice having something different to mix up the typical tropes of shonen. shows up with. It also has so many interesting characters and contrasting ideals that it makes the one watching question what the new way to shape humanity should be. I'm with Mitts.
0: Stephen (laughs) Hall wrote, Dr. Stone was such a fun show, great action, compelling characters, and the story draws you in. I'm 10 billion percent ready for more. I love that 10 billion percent. Was it Kyaku Oku? Hakuoku, yakuoku, yeah. Well, that's a that's a that's a number you don't hear often. God, anyway, I,
2: they're counting with four digits, messes me up every time. And with that, <laughs> I yep. think, I think that's it. We have been going for quite a long time, but yes, I think have. this was a fun episode. I, at least I had fun. I did. Mandy, quote of the episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, it. That was golden. Sh- fadeaway shot at the buzzer, uh, <laughs> putting us all to shame. Thank you, Yuri, for all the adorable drops with the cats. Um as always you can find us at aapodcast.com where you can create an account to hear our hobby addict episodes or after party episodes in the hentai episode that we were about to do. And I think this one's gonna be a doozy. I think this is gonna be a real fun one. I had a good um,
1: hentai, guys.
2: <laughs> it's it was full of singing and all sorts of debauchery. Uh, itunes give us a five-star review we've proven it doesn't have to be a full paragraph it takes two seconds out of your day and we will love you for at least forever uh, facebook discord you all know the drill come to twitch see us live and that will do it my friends mandy mitts anything else are we good to go negative
1: we're good to go you can come find me on twitter at a underscore mandy with an i i talk about ferrets
0: i am Ferret at power i am at pope mitsugi see you guys next week have I a guys. good one, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks so
2: much for hanging out.
1: Have a good